Hey everyone and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mailfuzz TV. This is episode 206, I want to say, I could be wrong, I think that's right. Uh, I'm, Shambles! I'm Peter, joining me as always, shambling over there is Matt. Yep, hi, this week sucks. Carter's also here too. I mean, this week isn't that terrible. I mean, given the comparison to like the week before, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's not as bad, I suppose, in the grand scheme of things. Still pretty bad, I bet. You know, twenty twenty is a bit of a bit of a it's hellfire year. It's the worst year. roller coaster I've ever been on, and I keep getting stuck going for the loop. And I just want to get off, and you can't get off. Do you know, see when the, the virus all started up, and we got to this point where we were like, oh man, do you remember February before all this stuff started closing mm-hmm. and all that? I, I would never have predicted that something else would happen in June, or end of May, give or take, that mm. would make us then forget the virus being that big a thing. It's like, no, now there's something else we're all thinking about. And I mean, yeah, the virus mm-hmm. is still there, but... Here, here's the thing, they're, they're saying that wave two is coming, but here's the thing, we never got out of wave one. So this is just wave one continued. Yeah, and if I was yeah. in the pool and the wave machine was on, that would excite me almost because I'd be like, whoa, the wave's cool. It's just waves. After waves, it's just a fun wave. Pandemic yeah, waves aren't fun. fun. Not, not, not this one. No. This is a death wave. That's this not is, ideal. So there's, yeah, there, there's a, a, a wave that you can surf in uh, Tahiti called Chopu that's known as the world's heaviest wave because of how it hits. All the water lands on top of this reef. So when you get pulled under... That's it. That's what 2020 is. 2020 <laughs> is Chopu. And and you're a novice surfer. You have no business being there. And Matt, it's just such a Matt analogy. I know. Matt turning those those wave comments into a surfing thing is the most Matt thing he's done this week so far. So And that includes some comments he just uh, said to us before we started recording <laughs> that were pretty, you know, top tier Matt. <laughs> yes. Uh, so as I was, yeah, everyone go watch what we do in the shadows, the TV show. It's very good. The season two finale was very good. I'll, I was, I'll get that out of the way before I tell you what comics are coming this week. There's a DC Comics podcast, believe it or not. We talk about comics every week. And coming up on this week's show, we have, uh, well, before we even get to the books, we have solicits, September solicits. Exciting. Uh, although, we may, we complain about Newsarama getting incorporated in Games Radar this week. Matt didn't really seem to care that much last week, but now he's actually had to use the website. He's livid. <laughs> Yeah, but once a month I have to use their website, and this is this is the following week. This is BS. These <laughs> harsh letters. So the books we're going to talk about today is the Joker 8th anniversary special, 100-page extravaganza thingamajig. Uh, we got Batman 92. That's back finally. We got Justice League 46, The Flash 755, Legion of Superheroes issue six. Uh, Lois Lane number eleven. That's the new books, and then Connor's also got a Patreon book that he did this week. So. Uh, there we go. That is, that is what's coming up on today's show. Uh, a reasonably hefty amount. Got a big special issue. Got solicits. This should be a nice rollicking time journey through the comics. There's some more news as well after solicits, but solicits being the obviously the main event, as they always are when they come out. So, yeah. So, buckle in. Get your air conditioning on, should you have it. Unless you're outside listening to this, which you might be. In fact, many people might be in the park listening to this. Maybe you go to the park, you sunbathe. Remember, to... keep socially distant, people. Mm. Still, there, go to the park. A nice, a nice stroll in in, in keep, the keep away. summer weather. Do you know, speaking of social distance, having... spe- speaking of social distance, 
there was advice, I think it was from New York, there was advice of like, okay, now that things are starting to reopen, if you're having casual sex, uh, maybe consider uh, resisting any face contact, you know, keep, you know, keep it to sexual organs only. And all I could think was, wait, are you advocating the glory hole? Is that what you're saying right oh, now? Oh, yeah, they did. They, they actively said... Um... Uh, if you can have any coverings, walls between you. They, they actively mentioned walls. Hey, look, I'm not trying to kink shame, but maybe um, don't do that right now. <laughs> what, specifically the glory hole or just sex in yes. general, Matt? <laughs> I mean, look, I'm not a prude, but maybe not with strangers on the other side of a wall. I just, you know... I don't know, man. Correct me if I'm wrong. I figured that if something could be transmitted through your face, that it could equally be transmitted with sexual organ contact. Am I incorrect in that assumption? Uh, yes, you are incorrect. I am. Okay, I I assumed all the all the juices, perhaps, would also transmit said things. Not necessarily. Okay. No, um, it it it's a respiratory thing. It's it, okay. through droplets. Through, through... Fair enough. So, so again, I just don't, people. Come on. So, I, so this is actually quite I'm fascinating. I'm bummed out. So, <laughs> so like, the, the flus and things like that are actually mutually exclusive from sexually transmitted. They're completely different forms of transmuting things. Yeah. That's, that's uh, okay. There you go. I've learned something today. I'm fascinated. Well, germ theory. So, you know. It's a virus, so, viruses want to spread. So what so what, what I'm hearing right now is that a glory hole should then be safe. Yeah, that's why they that's why they recommended them. <laughs> and I'm still saying it's still guys it's, uh. I think the, oh. the un the unsafe element becomes when when a man you know, he he's he's not washed his hands necessarily and then uses his hands to insert certain things through a hole. <laughs> Then certain objects may be contaminated on the surface right. rather than the fluids. <laughs> okay, I'm going to have to put Alka an adult warning at the start of this episode. Now with the following I don't question: I have a watch, but I just checked my time because I don't want to be here. <laughs> right. Let's say, I, I, okay, I'm not saying this is recommended right there, but let's say oral sex is happening. Right. Uh, Droplets, not good. Right. I'm just like, can. I mean, it could be either way, right, I suppose. But the person giving the oral sex, or the person receiving the oral sex, more, more specifically, can they catch something because they're in contact with the person's mouth? Can, they, can their or sexual organ take in the thing? Okay. No? No. But well, hold on, there's a mucous membrane. They presumably left their saliva on their body, and if they then touch that and then, you know, end up, you know, touching their face, that could transmit it. Right, so, okay. so this particular virus wants to populate inside the lungs and throat right and it's spread through droplets so you would assume anywhere with a mucous membrane yes right mm -hmm. so again i ain't trusting no strange mouth put that on a t-shirt uh -uh. i'm sure your wife will be delighted to hear it matt yes I'll say, even, if I was, even if i was single there no uh, not now uh there. All right. Okay. Right. Well, this, this started in an unusual place. Uh, apologies Shandles. for the. This week I said this week sucks. <laughs> we're, we're definitely talking about sucking. That's definitely happening. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> we'll get off the off the oddly adult materials. We don't usually do this on the show, but uh, you know the occasion called for it. Okay. 
It's all Peter's fault. He started it. Dude. Look, the, the the government was recommending glory holes to the masses, all right? That's noteworthy discussion. In, in, a, in a year where all of the news is miserable, horrible in a variety of ways, that one little point is fantastically amusing. A, a really fun fact on this sort of topic from the UK government in the past couple of weeks. Uh, so the UK government legislated that um, going into other people's houses without reason, if you didn't live there, was illegal. So if you and your partner lived in separate houses, you couldn't actually visit each other. But the vagina's uh, fair game, you can go in there. Is that what you're saying? Well, no, no, no. Here's the <laughs> thing. When they loosened these restrictions, they changed it to say anyone could go into a house, someone else's house, for work purposes. So you could hire a sex worker to come into your house, but you could not bring your own girlfriend in. All right, we'll move on. Hey, that last, like, minute map was better than the glory holes you must have felt more comfortable true yeah uh, don't, don't <laughs> worry everyone don't worry everyone uh since we can't have sales figures anymore we'll have glory hole updates every month so, don't worry <laughs> there's a there's a show john mckelly said it was called the soup and there was a show uh that he used to cover called i think it was like alaskan gold rush or something but it was <laughs> bearded alaskan miners that we're constantly talking about the glory hole, which is a mining term for, you know, that's, that's where the, the mother load is. And <laughs> oh, just, as if it works all, properly. <laughs> yeah, right? And that was the whole entire joke, was them constantly saying, going into the glory hole. Um, and that's what just this reminded me it's, of. It's uh, low-hanging fruit, isn't it? True. Yeah. For some reason, I just, in my head, I just thought of Matt Hardy yelling the, the hole of glory. <laughs> the hole of glory. <laughs> Oh, God. All right, we need to get him. I need. To, I know people that know him, so I, I need to send that along. I don't even want any credit. I just want to see him pop out on Dynamite and yell, oh, the mighty hole of glory. No, he has to say it as he's walking out to the bathroom, yes. just for maximum comic yeah. effect. Yeah. All right, okay. Comic books. Yes. Solicits. Solicits. Speaking of soliciting... Uh, you could call the solicits the glory hole of the show. <laughs> I mean, you could. I don't know why you would, but I mean, I suppose you could. <laughs> you could. When I cut this up for the, the individual YouTube sections, I need a good starting point. I can't start on. You could call the solicits the glory hole. <laughs> <laughs> if that doesn't get people to stick around, then nothing will. <laughs> Hashtag glory hole. <laughs> All right. September Solicits came out, and there's some interesting stuff in here. Uh, it's a meaty, meaty month, uh, and we'll try not to complain too much. Why are you laughing at that? <laughs> are you laughing at the word me? Is the word me just sexualized yeah, for you now? I, I think it is, but he's laughing. I just love when Matt's that like, just got me. He's just talking about a meaty month in the glory hole. That's <laughs> all. <So. laughs> I mean, I'll just I'll put this part of the solicited news out here since it seems to be relevant to the conversation. Dick is coming. Dick is back. He's back in September. Uh, oh, we will, man, we will get the, to the details as we go through. Yes. Uh, that was a, in Gotham have to be filthy. Highlight of my, highlight my <laughs> week was, was tweeting out, Dick is coming, knowing full well what I was doing. <laughs> With the image of uh, Dick in the right wing suit again. Uh, okay, so... My solicits page, where are we? Here we go. 
So, uh, obviously the big thing this month, which we did not really kind of expect, although I'm not surprised now that I've realised, because I'll be honest, I wasn't keeping track of the numbers, maybe because we weren't reading Detective, it wasn't in my, the forefront of my mind. But we have Detective Comics 1027, which they are treating as a big anniversary special. In fact, even bigger, this is bigger than the other ones. This is 144 pages, this behemoth. And it is, you know, because obviously if you're, if you're unaware of this off the top of your head, Batman didn't actually appear in Detective Comics 1. Technically celebrating 1,000 issues of Detective, while it was accurately 1,000 issues, Batman himself didn't actually make his first appearance until issue 27. So, that's kind of what they're celebrating here. They're celebrating 1,000 issues of Batman in Detective Comics. It's the same way that when we were in the New 52, they did uh, Detective Comics 27. Yes. It's yeah. a big deal. That one's obviously... This is a reach. I think that one's more of a reach than this one is. This one makes more sense to me than the, the New 52 one. Yeah, at least this is actually a thousand issues since Batman, whereas that was just, hey, yeah. we, we made 27 issues. Let's, uh, let's, let's go yeah, crazy. Because, yeah, because yeah, you, you, could, you could renumber after every... Twi- the number. You could renumber, you you could renumber after every 27 issues, so every, t- every 27 issues you could do a special. <laughs> like, you know... The- oh, how long? It's been, what, two years since Detective 1000? 18 months? Yeah, so... it's double chip, isn't it? So, give or take. Oh, it's only been a year. Just over a year. His action was 2018, Detective was 2019, was it not? Uh, There you go. I'm I'm trying to see what Detective Comics was about before. Yeah, it was March, April last year. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, So... Yeah, uh, what they seem to be doing with this, though, is they're kind of celebrating the Bat family. They're all kind of like Batman and one of the family members for the variant covers, rather than decades, because they've done Batman decades already. For obvious reasons, because Detective 1000. Uh, so, so some interesting stuff in there um, from that sense. Oh, they're all Bat family, like Superman's in one of them, to it's, be fair. Uh, uh, yeah, and then villains. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Batman Nightwing cover, Batman and Batgirl, Batman and Batwoman, Batman and Robin... I love how Batman and Robin's like the, the fourth one. You'd think that'd be first. The first one you'd think of is Batman and Robin, but yeah, whatever. Uh, so, hell of a list of creators on this, though. Uh, it's the sort of thing where you're like, oh, I did another one of these specials, but then you look at this, this list of writers, you're like, Bendis, uh, Kelly Sue, Matt Fraction, Tom King, Grant Morrison, Greg Rucka, Scott Snyder, Mariko Tamaki, Pierre J. Tomasi, James Tyen IV, Marv Wolfman, and others. I mean, I feel sorry for others trying to live up to uh, <laughs> that list. Yeah, there. yeah, that, a lot of, lot of that, artists as well. Um, oh yeah, I know oh, uh, oh, Chip Zdarsky oh. is doing the story with with Fraction. Yeah, there's a lot of good artists, and then Riley Ross was on that list as well. Because because every- and John Romita Jr. as well, which is probably oh, sure. the Bendis story. Because uh, every single time I'm reading one of these specials, and I'll get to this later with the Joker one, but I get to that 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 story that's the Riley Rosmore, and I just die a little inside, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> okay. Or you just skip it. I mean, I could have done, but you know what? I was like, uh, you know, no. I'm, I'm going to be forward right now. Is that I only read up to the Tom Taylor story, and then I was like, I'm done. I can't, I can't take any more. So. And uh, um, okay, fair enough, but. Yeah. Uh, and Riley Rosmo had a lot to do with that. That just killed my momentum. I mean, I could, I could somewhat understand that, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, so, yeah, we got a big list of creators here. Um, I mean, you know, we've had a bunch of these. The most interesting is they're doing a hardcover of this, you know, simultaneously, mm-hmm. uh, which is an interesting... Uh, and it's got like 30 more pages, 20... Oh, yeah, more, I assume more pin-ups, pin-ups extras, so, maybe one extra story or something if, like that. I don't know. If I'm gonna get this physically, I might as well just get the deluxe, right? Like, sure. They're ten dollars more, um, because I have both the detective and the 
action that I bought physically on my shelf. So, because they're thicker. I wonder if there's any extra stories in it, because I, I noticed on the deluxe edition, mm -hmm. in the artist, it mentions Dan Jurgens and Dan Mora. Uh, and I don't see... Oh. No, Dan Moore's on there. Oh, Dan Moore's on there. I don't see Dan Jurgens. Uh, so, yes, well, that's what, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking like one extra 10-page story, some extra pin-ups and some extras at the back. Mm -hmm. Probably accounts for that extra 30 pages. That'd be my guess, but... It is twice the price, though. I mean, naturally, you, you pay more because it's the, the, the hardcover. Hardcover right, and uh, deluxe size, so it's bigger pages as well. So it's yeah, bigger, yeah. Uh, more And there's more. It's not the same exact thing. So, so, so I mean... And, and it... Worth noting, that's not on sale at the same time. Uh, no. Oh yeah, quite right. That's that comes in November. Yeah. November. Yeah. November, so right. I was about to actually say, hey, that's a good idea. Put it out at the same time so people can just go straight to it rather than having to buy the the original version and upgrade. Right. But uh, you, you really think they're going to miss out that chance to double dip on some people? I know, I know, I know, foolish. So, in the Detective uh, One Thousand, did we get a Rucka Kate Kane story? Because because that was his run. I don't think in, so. In tech, no, I don't remember. I don't remember that being one. I don't either. So I'm wondering if that's what's going to be his story here. Because yeah, yeah, Batman and Batwoman will yeah, be his story. The uh, yeah. deluxe edition actually tells us some of the teams a bit better. Uh, Bendis is with Marquez, so oh. I, I take back what I said about R Ramita yeah. Junior. Is it possible uh, to get Ramita Junior and Riley Rosmo in the same story somehow, just to get them out in oh, one, one punch? Uh, <laughs> Rooker is with uh, Riso doing uh, Gotham Central. Yeah, so that's not, okay. not Batwoman. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with that, though. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Morrison and Burnham back together. That makes sense. Action and uh, uh, Chip doing Batman v Joker. Yeah. Batman Incorporated. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, Chip there uh, dipping his toes in some more DC. I'm seeing there. Yep. That's an uh, interesting little you know, sequence of events. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, uh, luckily, I mean, having actually scheduled out what our month looks like for that month, this actually nicely falls in a week with almost no other books. There's like three other books that, that week. So they've actually put it in a nice place for us, at least. I don't know if that that's... I mean, it's probably true, because typically we tend to mirror kind of... Obviously, we're a little bit sh less than what the full amount is, but we tend to mirror more or less what the overall feeling per week is in terms of, you know, amount. So... Yeah, that's good. That's good. At least it comes in a week that's easier to read. So, that's uh, Detective Comics 1027. Uh, obviously, we're not currently reading Detective, but uh, this is obviously a special occasion with a lot of good creators. Uh, the only name missing from that writer list is Tom Taylor, quite frankly. <laughs> yeah. So, there you go. Uh, more on him later. Yes, exactly. Uh, Batman 3 Jokers issue 2 coming out, as expected. Uh, not really much to say here, just but it's coming. Good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> going uh deceased dead planet issue three similar idea uh, we knew it was coming it's on its way uh some interesting is it, oh. is it is it me or does cassie look like uh captain marvel here a little bit a little bit i i okay. I, I, I i can see it yeah what's okay. the uh the movie variant for this one or is it all oh, the arrows <sighs> i don't know oh the dev arrows you're right oh uh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i can't oh no it's v for vendetta there's another oh, one. Okay. Cool. Yeah. It's D for deceased. I mean, it's actually really obvious when you read the thing. Oh, I didn't read the title. <laughs> that makes much more sense. You know yeah. what? I kind of like these arrows being right here. Took forever to load, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's can, not bad. I can confirm that's more of a Mac computer issue than the site itself. Oh, uh, well, of course. Uh, your computer's old and it could die at any minute. 
I know, but there's just, a lot of things on this site that run, with you, computer. run like crap for me as well, so I'm, I'm just making it clear that, that that's specifically a just a hardware issue. <laughs> so yeah, Deceased, obviously look forward to it, Tom Taylor. Uh, then we got uh, something that uh, Snyder actually sort of revealed himself earlier in the week, but we got uh, three more special one-shots coming in September. And this is the month that the main book's taken off, so there's no actual issue of the main series, but there's three oversized specials. <laughs> Yeah, just three tie-ins that are most likely you have to read and to it, continue the story. I think one of them is important, and it, it feels very much in the vein of the the one shot we got in the break month yeah, in the well, original. That's the one that's yeah. written by Snyder himself, but they all have uh, good uh, teams, I think. So they, I'm going to get all of them, and it's not yeah. because of completionism, but because they all sound interesting really fun. and good. Yeah, yeah cool. and they all feel like good things to cover for the show, obviously. Uh, here's what they are. Uh, so the first one is Dark Knight's Death Metal Trinity Crisis issue one. That's the one that's written by Snyder, uh, with art by Manipal, so that's cool. And then we got Death Knights, or sorry, it's Dark Knights, Death Metal, Speed Metal, issue one. Uh, I'm going to stop saying Dark Knights at the start of these, because it's just awkward. Yeah, just, yeah. you know. So that's by Joshua Wilmson, uh, with art by Eddie Barrows and Eber Ferreira. And uh, that's featuring all the flashes. Mm-hmm. So that's oh, an interesting well, take. Most of the flashes. And then oh. we got <laughs> Death Metal, Multiverse's End, issue one. Which is James Tyne in the fourth, uh, with art by one uh, Gaden. I'm going to say that was probably butchering that last name. Gaden. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, interesting mix. I, I do kind of like that they're spread out as well. Again, these these are and they're dodging that month that that week that the detective specials on. So they're, they're evenly That's, spread. Uh, the the multiverse end has quite the unique team that I'm very interested in. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, we got Alman. Uh, we've got. Uh, present Superman from Morrison's action stuff. Right, was... uh, Guy Gardner's on there. Captain Carrot. Which uh, which Earth was that? Do you remember? Was that Earth Nine? Uh, nine, yeah. It? Okay, yeah, yeah. Come here, Guy Gardner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just love the fact that they're naming these after metal genres, mm. like because speed metal. Like now, yeah. I'm gonna have to track down some speed metal to have on in the background while I read that. I'll hook you up. Don't worry, Matt. Yeah, what, yeah, what, yeah, is Multiverse End the metal that I've not heard of, Matt? <laughs> well, no, because there's another uh, in here that I think it's the Williamson one that he's doing for the tie-in for Justice League, and it's called Doom Metal. Oh, another... okay. okay. So it seems like it's Williamson more than well, DC. Well, but... as you say that, the very next thing here is Justice League 53. So Williamson's done a five-issue arc. Uh, they are in this issue that specifically is uh, Zermanico. Notably, there's only one issue, seemingly, unless there's another issue just leave further down in the main uh, it bunch. Is. I, think is it? okay. I think it's 52. Two. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's the end of the, uh, the two-parter that we spoke about. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so we've got 53 because they've put all the sort of the big issues at the top before it gets alphabetical. Uh, so he's got a five-issue arc tying into Death Metal. Uh, so I'd just say C.Y. Elmson write a Justice League book. And then I think it's worth noting as well that this, it, it's not really a Justice League book. Because uh-huh. it's it's different characters. Nightwing and Lex. Yes, Dick Grayson, Nightwing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Seemingly, um, I mean, a very a very metal version of it. You know, sure, a very yeah. shirtless version of it in a quite uh quite great uh, Liam Sharp cover. Yeah, uh, 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 with Detective Chimp looking like a proper warrior. Yeah, like, yeah. He's learned. I would argue that Dick's almost Mad Max looking with the shoulder fur thing. It he's got reminds going. me of. I don't think it was metal, but there was a crossover that we had before where he was in Gotham and it was all like, uh, he, he was in a team and he's all in like metal shoulder pads and no, stuff. No, that, that, was, was, that, that metal? was metal. That was the tie-in. The, one of the few tie-ins that they did. I forget what book it was in. 
I actually no, saw I think it was the Teen Titans. Title, but... and, no, I think it was the Teen Titans and Titans crossover that they had. It was what was going on in Gotham when the mountain showed I, up. I, I remember ah. Cedric Goring. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I recall that. It, this he design looks... reminds me a lot of that, like, type, in, in style, he, at least. Yeah, he looks like a barbarian. It's dope. Yeah. yeah. So then we have, uh, this was also news this week before the solicits, but uh, Tom Taylor revealed what his next book was that he'd been teasing that is unrelated to Deceased, which was kind of a notable thing because he's been doing a lot, obviously. Uh, and it is a black label book, a three-issue mini called Hellblazer Rise and Fall. And this issue one obviously is out in September. Now, this is, from a personal point of view, this is kind of this weird bittersweet thing because I'm always down for new Taylor books. But somehow he managed to pick one of the few DC characters that I am so not interested in. <laughs> on, on another personal note, for me, this is like a dream project. Like, oh, 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 I get one of the, you know, one of my favorite writers on what on a character that I love. Yes, please. My only disappointment about this is that it's it's three issues only, and it's bi-monthly, which would lead you to believe, oh, it's the double-sized, like, deceased thing that we began, but no, it's just regular mm -hmm. size. Yeah, um, and it's Black Label. So Black Label keeps going. That's good. Yeah, yeah it, it mentions the um, the size trim, so I'm assuming it's slightly different. And maybe it's the, the widescreen one that we've had uh, on a couple of yeah, things. What, what happened to the Super Prestige label that was going to make that obvious? That was a whole thing. This day. It was because there was going to be on Prestige, sorry. There was... There was... There was a term. They started putting a term in the solicits just a few months ago, or a few solicits ago. There was, like, it, it distinguished between uh, the new format really obviously but they've stopped using it already <laughs> i don't recall but the others obviously don't mention the trim whereas this one does so i'm assuming this is yeah um, i'd have to check whether or not and it, it is, lines up with the other one it is bi-monthly it's worth mentioning although it's actually normal size in terms of page count I just or... said all of this i wasn't listening to you uh <laughs> <laughs> it was literally like my the point that i just said yeah Look, I do the core. I always do the core information. And then, and then he brought up that it's eight and a half by ten, and you know, whatever point eight. Look, I always do the core information because I'm the one actually writing the conversation. So I just assume if I zone you out, that I still come back out and do that, and that's just always going to be the case. So maybe, maybe you should be more responsible and pay attention when other people are talking. How the hell are you talking about Hellraiser or Hellblazer? What are you saying, Connor? Hellraiser, maybe, but. Yeah. Did, did someone speak, Matt? So someone said something. I had what? like a faint whisper in the distance. I'm not listening to either of you. What's going on? Uh, that's a lie, you know. <laughs> Let's talk about something really exciting here. Uh, Batman oh, the Joker. No, no. You're, you're oh. skipping over a book, and that is not fair. But it's not oh, like a proper DC book. A book that nobody reads here. I read it. Okay. So I take it back. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, fine. We have a black label called The Last God, Songs of the Lost Children. I have no idea what this is. What is it's it? A, it's a one-shot tying into the, the Last God book that's been going on. That's like five or six issues in, I think. I don't uh, believe you. That, this book does not exist. I, I don't believe do you, Connor. Do you want me to pull a copy out from behind me and show you? Because I will. Just because you've made a fake prop in advance to win this argument does not mean anything. Right? Yeah, yeah alright. Doesn't exist. Now, now, now you can talk about the one you're actually excited about. Yes, 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 yes. So, Batman the Joker Warzone issue one, obviously it's a one-shot tying into, you know, the Joker War, right? What's notable here is the cover for this. We've got Stephanie Brown in her spoiler outfit, which looks... For, by the way, the art in this is fantastic, this cover. Uh, ben this Oliver. This is the variant cover, I think it's worth noting. This is the variant, okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, so the art's actually by... For some reason on this new Newsarama system, they put all the variants first. In, in, I don't know. Mm. Anyway, the other character on this, though, is Cassandra Kane, but notably in her Batgirl outfit. So mm. that gets some attention, I think. So this is a... Written by James Tynion the Fourth, John Ridley, and Joshua Wilson, which tells me, given that it's forty-eight pages, that it's going to have three stories rather than yep. they're, they're sharing, you know, duty on yeah. one story. We know for a fact that uh, Tynion is doing the story with uh, Stefan Cass. That's exciting. Uh, he actually said it's Batgirls. He used that, you know, that word very specifically and shared shared a, an internal panel of the two of them together with, you know. With, with Cass in the Batgirl outfit in the story. It's not just a variant cover. Lead, uh, lead to a book. Come on, Tynan. Lead this to a book. Do it for me. And, and her costume doesn't look stitched together, too, which is a nice touch. Mm. Like it, It's actually new. It doesn't look pieced together like her yeah. last one. I was going to say, so. I, I, except the mouthpiece, which is very intentionally stitched together. Right. Yeah. No, I, I dig it. So, super exciting. And uh, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. This is a thing where oh, there's a tie-in oversized one shot to Joker War Me. Or maybe that's a skip. And then I'm like, no, it's not a skip. <laughs> this is this is almost a, a must read. A must read of the it, week. It's it's really hit and miss on the art where you've got yeah, on one, but then you got James Stoker on one story and oh boy. The sad part is is that because March has been doing art in Batman, he might be doing the tiny story, which is the one that I'm most excited for. But it probably is. But James Stoker, yeah, his art's fantastic. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, honestly, the other writers uh, aren't bad either, so it's not like I'm not looking forward to the other stories as well. But obviously, uh, that's the main thing. Uh, you got Batman 98 and 99 coming out. 99 being the one that's got Dick in the Nightwing outfit on the cover. And the, the, you know, the, it even says in the in the solicit text that Dick Grayson has returned to Yeah, it says, Gotham. can Dick reclaim his lost memories in time to join the battle? I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, um, which actually weirdly makes our long time ago prediction of you know issue one hundred being the triumphant return. That's right, yeah, we said that. Even even though he's on the cover yeah. for ninety nine, it's going to be about whether or not he will be back. But, oh, hundred, he'll be there. There's a good chance that the ending page might be him in costume showing up. Yeah, I know it's on the cover, but the covers sometimes spoil the ending rather yeah. than anything else. So, I mean, there's a good chance that it technically will be issue one hundred, where it's really like him properly well, back. And, and he's featured on the Jimenez one in twenty five. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's the cover going by. Is yeah, but um, that that they're all they look like you know reference points because uh, there's the Catwoman one in yeah. ninety eight. That's and, the same. So yeah, and the uh, fact he'll, he'll probably be featured in this issue. Yeah, the fact I that guess. two two of these issues or two of these covers, sorry, are prominently featuring Nightwing. I have to imagine that it's kind of the main point of the issue is that he's there and trying to become who he was again uh, in some capacity so uh I, i'm fixing things for us left right and center yeah thanks Tynan. Well, that's appreciated and, uh, and you know why he was able to do that why because ddo's not there <laughs> hey if, if if having books on tuesday and not through diamond is the price of getting real dick racing back i pay it gladly yeah. Oh, so a little bit of update on that. Uh, my shop, I oh. talked to them, and they were, as I was there on Wednesday picking up my books, they were setting up their their ordering system <laughs> to start getting their DC books. So I can I can read a list. But they did stress that they're not ordering as much as they used to. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I want something, I have to let them know in advance. 
So I'm going to start writing stuff down. Yeah, which I didn't have to do before, but that's, you know, when stuff's coming all in one shipment, it's easier to order more things. So, um, but yeah, I was told if you want something, because I still don't have Hella Risen 3. How's <laughs> um, on you? And, yeah. Well, not by now, just it's, you know, I blame the pandemic, because I should have had it by now. I'm, they ordered me one, yeah. for Christ's sakes. I'm fairly certain <laughs> that our patron, David, actually just sold like an issue like a copy of that issue mm-hmm. for profit <laughs> so yeah uh, oh i'm sure it's i mean my shop only got two of the original first printings mm. and speculators came and snatched them up so uh yeah, f you if that's you um you're all playing <laughs> into the system like a bunch of idiots so yeah all right next up batgirl uh 49 so oh, that's about hit 50 which is cool uh obviously yeah. we, we you know we did give up on this because uh it had a continuous streak of issues that we weren't into it, we kind of just became clear that we didn't really like cecil castellucci's writing all that much but yeah. uh, i'm assuming 50 is going to be a oversized because we've got some 25s this month that are oversized oh yeah i expect it and which is fair you know and i'm happy it's making 50 issues given that you know it's kind of on that line where you know supergirl couldn't make it and a lot of these books, it's, it's kind of sad how there's so many, unless you're one of the big characters or teams, the chances of you even getting close to 50 you, issues is... Do you know what 50 should be? Mm-hmm. 50 should be the last issue. It should be a final yeah. issue tag, and it should be the final uh, Barbara issue for a while. And then we, we, we reload to the new number one. I know where you're going with this. It, it doesn't have to be Cass. It doesn't have to be Steph. Just a new Batgirl. Uh, I, mean, I, I mean, I'll take either of those or someone new entirely. I'll take um, both. But, yeah. Sure. I'll yeah. take all three. Yeah, all three. Yeah. Let Tynan do his Batgirls book. It's not like uh, she's ever been part of Birds of Prey, so let her have a Batgirls team. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, I'll take all three. Uh, so... Uh, also, I just want to point out to the solicits, is she, mm-hmm. they're looking for a redheaded killer or a killer of, of redheads, and it's not me. I just want to put it out there. Uh, mm. Bab traces the Batgirl obsessed redheaded murders or redhead murders back to their source. It's not me. Just want to put that. Okay. Good. Good to know. Good to know. Uh, next up, Catwoman issue twenty five. Ram V taking over the reins. Uh, and it is an oversized issue because it's the issue twenty five, which is. First I um, I feel bad for Ram V because I don't know if this is his first issue in the book or the second. We obviously talked about it in the last couple of weeks. I can't remember if that was in the last solicits or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but either way, this is his first or second issue, and it's immediately a tie into Joker War. Yeah, that's a bit rough, especially if all the stories are, or it all depends how it's split up. But I, I will note this, though uh, Jean Ferrari is back doing a little bit of DCR, yeah. and notably also Jean Paul Leon, because I actually uh, really like his art, and he's not been around in a while, so that's nice to see, too. Yeah, because yeah. this is, uh, I think it's just uh, extra backup tales, is what they're doing for this. Yeah, probably. Oversized. Yeah, that's it. It's forty-eight pages though, so it's actually there's enough there for it to have a full-size regular story plus, and then like two slightly shorter stories. Yeah, but not super short though. Not like you know, because like, sometimes you get these backups that are like forty-six pages. They, they you know, they're, they're oh, still these will be... be good like ten, twelve pages each, man. Yeah. So that's cool. Nightwing seventy-four, notably still Rick Grayson in the text for this one. So clearly it's getting fixed in Batman, and then Nightwing will reflect it after the fact. <laughs> Yep, which is exactly what happened in the first case. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so Superman twenty five, uh, Bendis, and this is probably a good place to actually slot in some other news here. Uh, since we're talking about Bendis Superman, 
Now, it's not in the solicits, and DC actually took the interview down, or asked to take the interview down, yeah. uh, where Bendis said that he's coming to a close on his Superman run. Uh, the fact that he said it, the way it was phrased in the quote, and the fact that DC don't want anyone to really know about it yet, although at this point, who cares, because everyone clearly knows already now. Yeah. <laughs> Is, I, have, I would assume I have the exact quote here with an update as well. Well, I was going to say I would assume that that means that okay, we're coming. He's he's work, working to a close, but it sounds like he's working to a close on his writing of it. So it's probably still I don't know a bit of time for for us. Yeah, but we know there's a finish line now. It's yeah. actually going to be you know like it wouldn't surprise me if there's like if there's another year of like the comics coming out for us. Mm-hmm. Could know? be. Uh, so his original quote was, he said, you know, I'm heading towards the end of my run on Superman, so I've been more reflective on it. And this was mm. in the uh, the off-panel podcast uh, yeah. that he was doing. Which to me, that doesn't sound like, oh, it's going to be done in October. You know, it doesn't well, sound no, like that. Because um, obviously people were asking him about it this week when this, because obviously they put the podcast up, people heard it, it was there for however long, and then it, it got taken down, presumably at DC's request. Um, but, uh, you know, there's no point in hiding it. Bendis has kind of except if he said those things and he did actually say you know um someone asked him about it and he said it's so far away kind of a non-headline don't worry about it today yeah um, which supports yeah it's probably going to be at least another six months which in assuming that when he talks about his run on superman he means superman and action together yeah that's it's another you know years worth of issues probably it may even be longer than that because he says he's drawing to an end like does he mean that he's now just planning what he's going to write in those final issues which could again you know that like so yeah there's going to be a finish line but like i say this could literally be another year of his has run before it's actually over it could be i don't know how far in advance bendis typically works i don't know his work schedule and besides, like him saying he's drawn to a close, that could just mean that he's about to start writing like say the final arc rather than the final issues themselves like you know it could be you know, I'm just starting my end game, so it could well be. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. the phrase is open enough that it doesn't sound like, oh, it's going to be done by the end of the year. You know, it doesn't feel like that. No, but on a personal note, it's nice to know that I have a chance at maybe reading Superman again <laughs> at some point by the end of next year. Well, well that, that doesn't mean he's going to be done with action. This could, he could just actually be meaning Superman. I, the, the honestly, title. I'd be surprised. I, I, I would be surprised as well. But I've said multiple times, I'd be more than okay with that. I'm, yeah. I'm very happy for him to have one book and you know someone else have another. So, mm-hmm. in the same way that we've got Batman and Detective on different teams, um, right. mm-hmm. I like that because it gives variety and it gives me a chance to read one of them and not the other. So yeah, that's uh, Superman Twenty Five, which again is a oversized issue because it's uh, issue Twenty Five, so that's cool. Uh, then we have Wonder Woman Seven Six Two uh, and Seven Six Three. Uh, Miracle Tamaki's run uh, still going, of course, which we're not even started yet, but just. Looking forward to it. So yeah, that's cool. Then we got mm-hmm. Strange Adventures issue five. There is a slight mistake in the solicit here, uh, which felt like a mistake, kind of, because it was like kind of just out of nowhere. It said bi-monthly, which isn't. It was mm-hmm. confirmed on Twitter later that it isn't. Yeah. It, the the way it was confirmed is is Mitch Gerrards saw this article, you know, because there were specific articles pointing it out, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Wait, is it? No one told me. I, I, I'm here working on like issue." seven or eight or whatever it was he said that he's in the middle of drawing at the minute yeah. and you know so he's already ahead like by a considerable margin uh and you know ultimately him passing that along dc went yeah that was kind of just a mistake yeah so no yeah, that's cool uh cover is gorgeous of course uh i haven't seen the, what's the other one look like 
Oh, the other one's pretty nice too, but the, mm-hmm. the one with Alana uh, is the one I was looking at though, with the red and the yellow behind her. Yes, yeah, the Garrods. Yeah, really good stuff. Uh, a couple of those young adult trade paperbacks, uh, or graphic novels, maybe more accurate. This uh, one I really like the idea of. Victor and Nora, mm. a Gotham love story. So that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, there was another one announced this week that I don't uh, I'll, I don't know if it's somewhere else in this list. It's, it's weird that it's not here with this section, but they're, they're doing a, a Black Canary one. Mm. Um, that was like it was like a a younger Black Canary sort of thing, in, as these books typically are in Gotham versus uh, Court of Owls. But, yeah, uh, yeah, the other one's Teen Titans Go roll with it, uh, and then we're at the regular issues here. We got Action Comics one thousand twenty five, uh, which they're not treating as a special. They're not treating one thousand twenty five no. as a as a special number. No, but, to be fair, but you've I think. still got Romita Junior. Well, as a th- see, I'm worried now that because he's drawing to a close, quote unquote, that Romita's just going to be there until he's done, which would be very upsetting. Uh, we got Amethyst issue six, Aquaman sixty three. That's also a pretty nice cover, actually. Uh, mm-hmm. Now this is still the fill-in writer, but we knew this was a two-parter from the previous yep. uh, solicit. So yeah, oh, it's a gorgeous variant though, the Tyler Kirkham one. Well, let me go over and see mm-hmm. it. Oh, that is pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, there we go. Batman: The Adventures Continue issue four. Uh, which is cool. We got Batman: The Outsiders sixteen. Oh. Uh, I, I, honestly, I, because of how often art has changed these days, I'm just happy to still see Dexter Soy on the art and that. I was like, oh, that's yep. shockingly consistent. I'm, I'm pleased. Uh, Batman Beyond forty seven, the book that just keeps on going. <laughs> Ain't gonna stop it. Yeah, Jurgen has just got got a payday with that. Batman's Grave issue ten. We got Batman Superman issue twelve. Uh, is that Brainiac? Guess things we're doing on that, but. From that cover looks like it yeah yeah uh, so that's cool yeah which uh, is brainiac in the text and we got batman superman annual issue one which is out because that's a it's a fifth week uh a five week month in september and uh, notably they've actually spread out this is why the second issue of wonder woman for example i think is on the fifth week so they're, they're, they have spread things out a little bit to make it even which is which is nice but there's a couple of annuals superman or batman superman being one of them which is written by white williamson so it hopefully means it's not going to be just completely irrelevant yeah, and they've got some good eyes on the Daily Eagle show. Uh, mm. Gleb Mel- Mel- Melnikov, um, he had a great thing on Twitter this week about how to draw Superman and just the the thickness of his neck essentially makes Superman uh, look significantly better just by giving him a really straight, thick neck. Ignore human anatomy, just give him a thick neck and it works. <laughs> yeah, but he's a farm boy. He should have a big, thick neck. Yeah, yeah. yeah but it, big you look at it and That's... he basically did like a, you know, do this, not this. And it's like, oh yeah, yeah. it's really simple and it just makes such a massive difference. Hmm. Uh, we got a flash issue 761 and 762. 762 uh, being the finale to the run, right? To, to Williamson's run. Line. It is, yeah. and um, not a final issue, so they're not renumbering it. Uh, which no. I, I think we expected just based because when they renumbered Flash and Wonder Woman, they, they did promise that there was no plans in the near future to renumber them. So yeah. that's, that's what, if they did it now, I would say they'd broken that promise. If they do it in a year, say. Yeah. Whatever. I, I actually think that seven six two cover is gorgeous. It is quite a nice cover. It's, it's, it's all the blank space really makes it work, but just the, the blood because it says it's it's a top down shot of Flash dragging reverses Flash's like essentially dead body presumably or or if not seemingly dead. dead yeah. yeah. If I mean, not, he's missing at least a gallon of blood. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, obviously we'll talk about Flash later on today. So me and Matt will have thoughts on that. Uh, Green Lantern season two issue seven coming out, uh, and then it's very Spectre esque on that cover, doesn't he? It does, yeah. yeah. It's got the, the cloak and all that. Uh, now, I will say, I have not been tempted at any point to want to catch up in Hawkman. 
That's because you're a terrible person who clearly doesn't Do listen it. to me and my Coward. rave about it every month about how it's one of DC's best books. However, um, I will admit, the cover here on the solicits for number 27 here does make it somewhat tempting, because the cover is a photograph of the Justice Society, and I can't, and it's also really, I mean, it's a pretty cover as well at that. It's a, it's a Janin cover, which he's yeah. been doing a lot of the regular covers for Hawkman recently anyway, probably the last four or five. Yeah, but so. Yeah. And they all look pulpy, like, properly pulpy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the big high collar on Green Lantern. Uh, I love the, uh, the Sandman suit. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm, I'm so. I mean, I'm always excited for Hulkman. It's consistently one of the best books DC is putting out, but yep. so somehow it made me even more excited. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So good. Yep. So that's Hawkman 27. Uh, Joker Harley Criminal Sanity issue five is coming out. Um, not much to say there. Just keeps on trucking. Uh, Justice League 52, as we mentioned earlier, that's the one before the tie-in starts. Uh, there's a Justice League annual issue too, which interestingly is a one-off written by Vendetti. So Vendetti's actually back to Justice League for the annual, uh, with art by Aaron Lopresti and Matt Ryan. Yeah. So, interesting. This sounds a lot of fun. Uh, I read the text. murder mystery in the Hall of Justice. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, that does sound fun, actually. Superman, an investigative journalist, which, come on. Clark's, that's more Lois, right? Like I get why they'll play uh, it for this story, though. Yeah, Batman... The world's greatest detective, The Flash, the CSI, Wonder Woman, a mystical detective for the Justice League Dark, and Green Lantern, an intergalactic police officer. Matt, like, Matt they may actually even have that in the narration. Superman might even talk about yeah. the fact that he's he's kind of trying to be Lois. Uh, he's not. He knows he's not yeah. as good at it, but he's doing his best. But he, he's, he's not yeah. bad at it either. Let's be fair. Yeah. Well, even though, like, I wouldn't say that he's an investigative journalist like Lois. I feel like he's just a regular beat journalist. You know, because um, he's Superman. He doesn't have time to, to dig in. Sure. He's got to save cats from trees and, you know, put out fires with a super breath. So, yep. yeah. So, Just League Dark 26 is next. Uh, what was I say? Just it's coming. Uh, Just League Odyssey 24. The variant on, the, uh, on Justice League Dark, by the way. Uh, Just, League Just League Odyssey, sorry, 24. Uh, still not the final issue. No, that's still going. Nope. Legion of Superheroes issue nine, which has a interesting cover with like all these different covers for each of the characters that are in the book, which is a, for a total of sixteen. Mate. <laughs> uh, interesting yeah, idea. Yeah. This is the second part of the one last time, where it's each issue, yeah. each page is a story mm. of one legionnaire by a different team. Well, the cover makes sense then, given that context. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty pretty cool, and then. You know, I actually thought one of them said Teen Wolf there before, but as I was scrolling down, it, does, it doesn't, but it's like, what's, what is no. that? It's Timberwolf. Timber, Timberwolf, there you go. You say that he's, really cool. he's like, <laughs> oh yeah, he's he's like Wolverine of the Legion of Superheroes. He's, he's one he's of great. the handful of Legionnaires that when you, you say that name, I go, oh yeah, I know that one. As he yeah. said that as if I should know who Timberwolf is. I mean, have you not been reading the book, sure. Uh, I haven't read the book, but it, first of all, yeah. it's been like four months since the last issue, so it was a bit of a struggle getting back in the swing of it this Timber, time. Timberwolves up there with Wildfire and Dawnstar are just instant Legion members. Like, those ones all stick out because they don't have a, a boy or lad or girl or lass after their name. Mm. Uh, Metal Men 10 coming in September, so Didio's still got some DC input. I mean, I was enjoying that book. We obviously we fell behind on it, and then you know the apocalypse happened, so things got left behind. But 
Uh, Red Hood Outlaw 49. I can't believe Supergirl didn't make it to 50 issues, but Red Hood Outlaw is going to do it. Well, from what we, we heard from Lobdell during the time mm. off, it's ending, I presume, with 50 will be the final issue, by the uh, way he was talking about it. I can't remember if he dated it specifically as that, but... By the time that's done, he's, he'll have had, what, like 100 issues on that book? Easily. Yeah. yeah. That's, you know, because he, he was writing it all the way through New 52, more or less, right? Uh, not all the way through, but, but a lot of it. Okay. Uh, speaking of final issues, though, Shazam issue 15. So, Johns is doing, like, what, that that special, like, double-sized finale in 14, right? Meaning yes. that 15, we have Jeff Loveness coming back for one just issue to wrap everything up. Uh, it sounds like a one a one one story, though. Uh, cover's quite pretty. I will say, like, I'm, I, this'll probably be a fine, fun, you know, one, one, you know, one-shot story, and that's cool, but... I will say I'm all disappointed because when Johns took Shazam, it kind of felt like I was hoping what would happen to what happened to Aquaman in New Fifty Two would happen to Shazam here, just in the sense that Aquaman, since that Johns run, has consistently been popular enough to have a book at all times. You know, because before that, mm-hmm. it was missing for a while. I it, mean, yeah, but he's always had a lot more issues and books than Shazam ever has. I mean, he has, but well, I say ever. I mean, you know, since DC had Shazam. Yeah. I, I was hoping that. This would propel Shazam enough to be like a consistent staple in the in the you know the ongoings. Like, oh, there's always a Shazam book now, and it's a shame that it's just kind of fading out. And it's so I, weird I think... be- because the movie did you know fairly well, and they're making yeah, a sequel. There's a, there's a sequel. We'll probably get a new book launching around the time of the sequel. Probably. I think you needed a more consistent team to make this a consistent ongoing yeah. long term. Like, and that's not a knock on the quality of the writing of the story or the art or anything. Just this needs to be out monthly to get it into people's heads that this is just going to be an ongoing book for years. The way it was, it was so sporadic. It it just and people didn't get into a routine of thinking, "Oh, Shazam's going to be in it this month." Yep, sadly, that is that is the case. Uh, so it's a shame. It's a shame that it's it's having to go all of this. But hey ho. Uh, Suicide Squad issue nine. Obviously, we were excited for that. Uh, Taylor did kind of tease a big thing on Twitter. Uh, I don't... Yeah, it's it's in the solicit text. Is it in the solicit yeah. text? Okay, it's well, in, in case you want to avoid this, though, I just want to make this clear. If you, if you do want to avoid spoilers, uh, because this feels especially spoilery for solicit text, but uh, so yeah, Deadshot is is going to die. <laughs> He's going to kill Deadshot, the Madman. Allegedly. <laughs> well, allegedly, yes. Uh, but you know, we we joked back when this started. That, oh well, Deadshot and Harley are the safe ones. The rest of them are fair game. But um, yeah. It... Hey, we tweeted, we said, hey, you, you all made this statement saying, well, Deadshot's safe, because they're not going to let him kill Deadshot. And he's like, you, you shouldn't have said that. You, you, you made didn't. me do it. Yeah, well, he, uh, yeah, he did say that on Twitter, right? Yeah. And he goes, this is on you guys. And, and uh, I was like, well, you know, he ain't... we said exactly that. <laughs> yeah, but because we know he's not going to kill Harley. That's, you know. That's <laughs> <laughs> <Last laughs> tempted fate. <laughs> uh, with, with her being the fourth pillar and Jim Lee like, being the only... I, I, I feel like even, now. even if DC let him, I would feel afraid for his safety. Like, genuinely. Yeah. No, I think what's happening right now is Matt actually wants Harley dead. Matt is essentially putting a hit out on Harley Quinn right now by no, pushing his luck here. I, I, I said when I covered the Birds of Prey, I do not have that distaste of Harley like I've had in the past because she can be properly used. So, yeah, that's not true. However, Tom Taylor do it or you're a coward. <laughs> <laughs> all right two titans issue 45 that's still going along that's a book. 
Uh, Young Justice 18 coming out. Uh, noticeably, also Stephanie Brown on this cover. I, I'm, I'm all for more Stephanie Brown in my life, so... And a very ugly Tim costume that I'd forgotten about, because I'm not reading the book. I'd forgotten about it, and then I see this... <laughs> yeah, so, yes. Uh, and everyone is... for you. Absolutely nothing when you're Tim Drake. Yeah, and then the Sandman stuff, we got Books of Magic 23. We got, the dream... we got the Dreaming Waking Hours issue 2. Uh, John Constantine Hellblazer issue 10. And then we're out of the hardcovers and trades and whatnot. Uh, the only thing I'll put out there is that I'm happy to see the next G- G- GSA by John's book and the next Peter David Young Justice books coming out. So that's nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to see um, Mr. Miracle getting a deluxe hardcover. Yeah. No, that's good. All good yeah. things. So there you go. Uh, that is the September solicits. Uh, interesting batch. It's nice when there is... I mean, as much as we complain sometimes there have been too many events or whatever... It is nice when there's something big with, you know, like Death Metal, like Three Jokers, that, you know, something to, like, really spice up. Because sometimes we do these solicits and there's, like, nothing for a month. It's just, oh, it's just the next issue of everything. There's, like, nothing newsworthy uh, across the board. But, uh, yeah. no, there was some stuff in there, so. There you go, that's solicits. Uh, there is some other stuff. We mentioned Ben's Superman thing. Connor's got a few other stories here. Yeah, we mentioned Metal there. Um, Snyder, if you recall, around the time of the first Metal posted like a uh, a flowchart of reading things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he's done the same again for this uh which is actually maybe announced some extra uh, one shots and spin-off stuff that maybe he shouldn't have done um because obviously in the october to december we have uh, death metal four through six but it also points at some specials um two of them are named here and it says uh, last 52 and uh, I like it. Robin and Robin King. Do you know, actually, what I'm going to say, I don't have really anything to say about Robin King, but on Last 52, combined with the fact that one of the one-shots in September is the Multiverse's End thing, I feel like he was really sort of downplaying back when all this the news of Death Metal was coming out, and obviously we were going to have uh, G5 or 5G as well. And I think it was really downplaying, oh, Death Metal's not going to be the thing that resets things, we're not doing that, you know, the crisis side of things. I feel like the more of these one-shots being revealed, the more I'm getting this feeling like, no, this is kind of going to either re- not reset the timeline, but I, they're definitely doing something with it. I don't think he was they're reshuffling the deck. that, though. Um, I think when he said that originally, th- this wasn't the plan, because there, mm. there was going to be the Generations one-shots that would mm-hmm. take care of that. So I think this has been more a reaction to, okay, well, things have changed, clearly, with, mm-hmm. with the situation, what's going so- on. So now this is what it is. Uh, I think I don't think he was lying though when he said that originally. No, I, I do think this is more akin to something like Zero Hour that's playing cleanup mm-hmm. than a proper crisis that's, oh, that's restructuring. A, that's a fair yeah. comparison. You know what I mean? But Just, uh, I, I do think there's going to be some relaunch books though coming out of this. Well, oh yeah. On on that. Uh, so yeah, we get to Death Metal Seven in January, and then it says February question mark exclamation mark so i mean there's there's gonna be stuff there that he's obviously not allowed to tease yet yeah but i do i do uh, want... no, they're done they're done with singles <laughs> <laughs> also no. on on the, the specials he actively said okay we've teased some here but we have more than this prepared if if necessary he basically said dc are waiting to see the reaction and the sales for the first few issues seeing how much people actually want depending on how well it does they have more stories planned. Obviously, if it doesn't do that well, or you know, well, the situations don't allow them, they just won't do them. They've probably got my money, so I mean, they can, I mean, they can mm-hmm. keep putting them yeah. out. I, 
Yeah, I, I do I do think that I don't know if we're gonna get like a proper rebirth esque sort of line wide thing come January or February, but I do feel like, you know, like there's a lot of things coming to an end over the next few months, you know, Williamson's flash run. I wonder if, if you know, like, are we going to even start a proper new run? Is, is it going to be just a bunch of, like, you sort of, like, filling arcs until we get to that point? It may be, it may not be, I don't know. It could be. It'll just fill it. It'll do what Justice League's I mean, been doing, where yeah. it did a bunch of fill-ins until, oh, it's relevant to Death Metal, we'll do a five-issue tie-in arc for that. Yeah, and, and then maybe Justice League, because notably that, that five-issue arc will take it, not quite to the end of Death Metal, but, you know, it'll get within spitting distance. Mm. I yeah, just take it to the, what, end of November, so there'll, there'll be two, two issues of metal left. I feel like Justice League, Flash, those other prime books, not that they're going to necessarily renumber, because I don't want a Flash to renumber, but I feel like there's, you know, there's maybe arguments that they're going to, whatever the new directions are for those, are going to spin out of the end of uh, Death Metal. Even if it's just as simple as Death Metal does sort of fix some timeline stuff, so now there's just a new status quo for it to explore. Uh, I can yep. see that being the case. But who knows? I don't know. So sometimes we, we try and guess these things, and then they just kind of excited for metal now, though. Oh, I already was. It was the I liked the first one a lot. Oh, me too. But, but I mean, I'm more excited now that it's next week. I, I'm not. I'm not excited that Batman who laughs again because I'm like over that yeah. character. Yeah. But yeah, the rest of it, I'm I'm okay. This has to be the nail in the coffin for Batman who laughs for a while. I'm That's, sure it will be. Yeah. You would think. Put your toys back in the box, Snyder. I just, I still wonder if he's ever going to pay off the the other clans that he introduced in metal. Maybe maybe yeah, this is where it comes in. I, I think that'd be real cool. Yeah, who knows? Um, yeah, maybe we'll we'll get that during this. That's yeah. That's the reason. Uh, so did this get an issue seven added as well? It did. Yeah, we yeah. spelled that last month, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because the first one did the first one get a seven added as well? Can't remember. I I don't know because it had the skip month and then the uh was it the forge. Shop? Is that the one in the middle? Yeah, yeah the four, yeah, the casting, the forge, the. Oh, they were the start. One. Yeah, the one in the middle what, what, what was. was the one in the middle? It was Hawkman lost or uh, something. Like that was the Hawkman one. lost. Yeah, Batman found. Yeah, it was those two. And then you yeah. had the that Grant Morrison one with Detective Chimp, uh, Wild Hunt. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I don't know how many issues it actually ended up, but in terms of the the things that felt actually important, more more than six for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Grant Morrison one, I think, was the least important of the bunch. I just kind of feel like, oh, Grant Morrison's wanting to do oh, a thing. Yeah. We'll so, let him do it. So fun. Forge and casting and then the Hawkman one were definitely all borderline, just main numbered issues. Well, for, for, Forge and casting were always the prelude to it, so that was never, like, a, a question. I, I think the Batman found and or, or Hawkman lost, those were kind of more one-shots in the middle that actually are quite important to the overall thing. Which Yeah, and I suspect the Trinity Crisis is very much akin to those issues. Mm-hmm. This yeah, time. probably. It makes sense. Uh, so what else you got? Uh, a couple more things. We've got... Um, Tynan was talking about um, King's uh, Batman Catwoman book. Basically just saying, yeah, it's kind of just outside continuity as far as he's aware now. Which, uh, it's kind of just shifted. It's not going to affect his stuff in any way. Which we expected, cool. to be honest. Given that we were doing daughter stuff and Catwoman getting pregnant and whatnot, I felt like that was yeah. just the, the, the natural conclusion to it. Yep. Uh, we've got some sad news. Um, Sejic is no longer going to be working for DC. Um, he's he's not going to be doing any uh, work for hire at all. I... He's just doing his own web comics, you know, Sunstone, that sort of stuff. When you said we've got some sad news, I legitimately thought you were going to go into the story about someone no. dying this week. No, <laughs> no, no. Well, uh, that, that's obviously much sadder. We'll get to that. 
Yeah, it was just the way you phrased it. Oh, we got some sad news. I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I thought of it too, and then he said, and I was like, oh yeah, that's sad too. Yeah, this week sucks. I mean, it's not equally sad as the person dying, but sure. Yeah, um, I don't know if we're going to be getting a Harleen sequel now, unless he's already completed it. I don't think so. Um, it's a shame. Cause he he did actually say back in February that um that he did have plans to do a second uh, Harleen story. Uh, so unless he'd already finished that, well, isn't unless gonna... he's just taking time to work on his creator own stuff. Who knows that is? But just. Sunstone, uh, or I th- no, I think he's just doing that entirely. He spoke about it a bit more on Twitter. He said this is, uh, like, yeah, for his health. Is 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 you know had his, like wrist injuries and stuff, and mm. the well, deadlines of work for higher stuff. It's 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 actually getting to him too much. Well, I mean, the two things is that one that maybe he's still going to fulfill whatever he'd promised. So even if he's technically shifting over, maybe he'll still do the sequel. Uh, two, I-, I can still see him coming back at some point after like an extended time away. It's possible. Yeah. The only reason I will discount that first point is is it's whether or not he's finished it already because his exact quote was tomorrow i complete my last pages in the standard mm. comics industry and then move into the glorious world of web comics well, maybe he has been working on it a lot i mean i mean hell maybe he had time because <laughs> everything it's, it's possible you know, but yeah. I, I don't know if he if he's referring to uh, you know uh pages for an interior of these things or maybe he just means some covers it, it's hard to say right. um i think wasn't he an illustrator that kind of fell into comics because of his web comic yeah like yeah, Actually, yeah so this I wouldn't. You know. I would have. I would not have assumed that covers would include in this. I, I feel like he would still do covers occasionally, but I, mean, I don't I, know. I mean, it, he, he might. That seems like the sort of thing that, given what he's saying, like I feel like covers aren't as stressful. But I mean, I could be wrong. Maybe maybe that's also a harsh deadline that he, he doesn't want to have. But I mean, I don't know the way that I that if it is like his wrists and stuff, and he just wants to give him a break, then I can see him just working on his stuff when he wants because. Even if you have a cover, there are deadlines and whatnot. Yeah. You know, unless they had a bunch of stuff, just, you know, like pinups that you could use as covers. In that case, I'll, I'll just hope that DC at some point, A, offer him enough money and give him enough, like, time to just take his time on mm-hmm. whatever he wants to do, whether that's Harleen 2 or whatever. But hopefully yeah. more comes of it because we do actually kind of love his stuff. Because that was the thing the, the the rating in Harleen was like, oh, wait, that he's also good at this too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> uh, Okay. Uh, what else you got? I've got two actually Marvel stories that are potentially relevant. Marvelous. Uh, well, let me uh. Uh. <laughs> um, one is actually they're kind of abandoning the plans for Free Comic Book Day. Um, so obviously it was supposed to be rescheduled officially later in the year. Marvel have kind of gone, eh, screw it. We're releasing our issues in July. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if, if anyone follows suit now and just kind of starts putting stuff out there um they're still putting them out for free it's interesting because well i mean i assume they're teasing things they're going to be doing soon so they have to actually have them out before all the, the books start coming out so yeah. and given that dc's thing that they were going to tease isn't happening anymore <laughs> they don't have to worry about it so yeah it could just mean free comic book days just kind of just not a thing this year it, it might well yeah. at least from the at least from the big two i mean maybe you know image and all that will still put some stuff out but yeah and uh just one of the one i, I want to talk about that is funny and petty and okay. i don't know if you've seen this so marvel have announced a new slate of variant covers that will be coming to stores oh I, th- I think i know what that says you uh, there, there's 13 of them and it's basically blank covers you know it'll have the the the, the title on and you know the, the issue number and all that you know the, the the standard logo stuff and then all it will say is um you know uh, you have new comic book day is wednesday 
I think the actual quote is uh, you, new comics every Wednesday. I think is it every Wednesday. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, don't worry. It's a it's a clear aim and like you know a targeted hit. Well, Matt, Matt you mate's going. It's a clear targeted hit at DC, but it, it wasn't it, worded as on the noses. New comic book day is Wednesday. Yeah, <laughs> I it, don't. It feels very petty. And, and why? Who's buying this? Who cares enough to buy? I this? don't understand why they're wasting time to do something like this. Because they're petty as shit. I, I know, but like it does nobody any good. Like you always look who benefits, and I, I just I said, outside of it being petty. Me? Yeah, I who's going to go into the store and see, you know, oh, you know, uh, what variant covers of Marvel got this week for my books? Because I get that. I, I sometimes, um, I'll, I'll have a look at what, what variants are. Um, it, it, I, I've got it now. It just says on sale Wednesday. Um, is what it says, uh, is, is the yeah. text on the variant covers. Which, again, how is this a slam? It's not like DC's not sending new comics out. Yeah, it's like, on sale Wednesday, and, and he's like, yeah, I was on sale yesterday. Uh-huh. What, what's your I point? I, I, I would get this if DC were pushing later. Like If they if right. DC put the Thursday and Marvel like, on sale Wednesday, they, they'd be like, hey, right. come and get ours before DC. I don't this, get this. Yeah. Yeah. Ours are a day later, aren't we great? <laughs> yeah, this, this makes no sense to me. Who's who's going into the store to pick up their issue of issue 26 of Venom and going, oh, you know what? I'm going to grab that variant cover that says on, on sale Wednesday because screw you, DC. Like, what? Yeah, that, that, this is, I don't know. I, I do think there are people with that mentality uh, who will do something this silly to you know, own, quote-unquote, the opposition. <laughs> uh, but obviously it doesn't accomplish anything, so I mean, yeah. I don't, yeah. Sad, yeah. Sad, sadly, I do think there's an immature market for this, but... I mean, that's what is, it is there enough to make it worth it? I don't know. Um, I have one last thing to talk about. That is an update from the big news from last week, which was, yeah, the, the DC and Diamond relationship. And uh, basically, they kind of had some conversations. They're extending their agreement a little bit. Um, so you, for for US stores, they they can order um, graphic novels and collections for final order up till uh, slightly later, and reorders could go all the way through to December. I think if it's anything that they've already had an order for. Um, but I think more notably for Diamond UK, uh, which was obviously a big thing that we spoke about last time because there was no clear plan in place whatsoever. Um, Diamond UK will continue shipping DC Comics right up until the end of 2020, which I'm assuming is going to be enough time for, I think, UCS are the ones looking at getting something in place. I'll ask uh, it. I mean, I mean, even if we didn't know exactly what it was, the fact that they're saying we'll do it to the end of 2020 implies to me, even just on that alone, that that means DC know that they have to have some sort of system in place and they need time to do it. So Yeah, they've got about six months or so to get something up and running for the, the UK yeah. and, and a lot of the European audience, um, which, again, is a reasonable amount yeah. of sales. I mean, to me, that, that just says, no, no, we actually do want to keep selling single issues there, and we're it's going to take a bit more time, but we're, we're doing something. We're not just abandoning it. So there you go. Yeah. So, no, that's, that's good news. Uh, as, as best as we can get, I suppose. Okay. Happy for you guys. Hmm. Yes, yeah, my shop actually put a big post out just before this news broke. Um, I th- I don't think they'd gotten this information yet, but they were like saying that they they really like Diamond UK. They've never had any problems. Their customer service has been good to them. They've always got their deliveries on time and not missing stuff. 
Um, so apparently Diamond UK are better than, than Standard Diamond by the sounds of it. Yeah, so I was going to say, is, that's a shot at US Diamond. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think they were very intentionally making that shot. And, and they were saying, you know, they're, they're kind of upset to see this part ways. Um, but their plan is that they, they will still ship, you know, they will still stock all DC comics as much as they can. They will do their best to keep the prices the same as everything else, you know, well, subject to the future conditions. I mean, g- given this news, it means that that's probably going to be a lot easier than maybe, maybe thought it was going to be. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. They did say, though, that um, once, uh, obviously, this was, again, under the impression of this was happening a lot sooner than this, that they will need, they will be stocking basically very little for the shelves and it will be you know if you want dc comics you're gonna have to order them yeah i mean again this probably changes a little bit because of this news and i mean maybe the price will have to go up a little bit after the, whatever the new system is but it probably won't be the double the price that the fear mongering well, was their their solution is if it's only going up a little bit they're kind of willing to eat those costs just to have the parity across the line with the books mm. Um, so they're not charging different prices for DC books than they are for Marvel, and you know they, they still want to sell them. So maybe it's worth eating a little bit extra profit. Just raise the prices on the Marvel books to match. There you go, fun. <laughs> I, mean, I don't care about that. I don't buy <laughs> Marvel tax. Just call it Marvel yeah. tax. It's fine. Uh, all right. Uh, so uh, actually, I, I, I want to mention a bit of gaming news, uh, just because it, it, it's, it's slightly related to to DC. In that Warner Brothers wants to sell off its entire entire Warner Brothers interactive gaming division and all of its studios, including Rocksteady, who made all the Batman Arkham games. And I, I think it's worth mentioning just because if you do care about uh, DC comic video games, it, there's a good chance that this kind of murkies the wars a little bit now. Because if someone else buys all those studios, they don't like own the license of any D- DC properties, or, or for that matter, Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings, all these other things that these studios typically make games out of. So Warner Bros. could license them out, but Warner Bros. could also just license them out to somewhere else. So It's uh, it's possible that they'll be allowed to continue working on the games that they already are, that the license yeah. will essentially continue for that game. Which would probably include... Uh, I mean, Rocksteady is a bit of a mystery, but uh, Warner Bros. Montreal are working on a DC game. We know that. Uh, probably a Batman game because we're here. I'm shocked it hasn't been announced already. I mean, but I wonder if the reason why they've not announced it is because they knew they were going to be selling, and there's a lot of like red tape right now about um... possible. And that also goes for the um the Harry Potter game that has been leaked for a while now. That's like uh... two years. That's two yeah. years ago that was leaked. Yeah. Um. Uh, uh, again. It leaked early enough that we weren't expecting an announcement imminently, but with the all the new consoles coming and all the games being announced now, we were kind of expecting it around this time. But maybe again, this this news has delayed that. Yeah. So now it's uh, it's potentially pretty big, and it, they could end up at a really bad home, like EA or something like that, with like not only microtransactions but also the risk of these studios closing in a couple of years. So uh, it felt worth mentioning, and it kind of affects. Because now in the future, if Warner Brothers do want to make a video game based on a DC character, they don't just have an in-house studio to do it. And now it becomes, you know, it's essentially what Disney are having to do with Marvel, where, okay, Spear Enix can make an Avengers game, Sony can make a Spider-Man game, so on. It becomes this thing that, you may get good results, but it's also a lot more varied and a lot more across the board in terms of quality and all that kind of thing. So, uh, worth mentioning. Um, now, we should talk about the, the big... Uh, creator who passed away this week a little bit. I mean, it's uh, sadly there's a story in the the Joker special. Yeah, uh, I had I just read it yesterday morning. Yeah, and I, then got the news. I had it read it. Sucked. 
Yeah, I hadn't read it yet, so I, I got to the Denny O'Neill story in, in the in the book and went, oh shit! Like it actually kind of hit me today when I got to that name. I was like, oh, he mm-hmm. actually wrote something for this issue. Yeah. Uh, so he passed away this week. So obviously, big loss. He he did a lot of notable Batman work specifically. Uh, yeah. So things. Do, doing some research and looking up because I had always known he'd created Razal Ghul and Talia because he wanted to give Bruce a, a Bat villain or a Bat villain. Of course, he's a Bat villain, but a Bond villain for Batman. Um, and that's where those they came from. And then he had done the Green Arrow, Green Lantern, Hard Traveling Heroes. Right. He, he, he made Speedy a junkie and, and brought social issues into comics. Yeah, like you know? you, there's the whole oh, you know, comics have always been political. And they have, but he brought right. it to the forefront in a very in a more nuanced way than just, hey, right. Nazis are bad. Which right. was what a lot of it was before. Yeah. Right. And and so Which they still are uh, for the record. They're still yes, bad. It's always <laughs> it's, 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 we made that very clear yes. right now. I, I would like to say that it doesn't need to be said, but apparently it bloody does. And apparently it does. And just again, all my heroes punch Nazis. That's it. From Superman, Cap, Indy, that's just it. The Rocketeer. Uh, Jack right, Kirby. Jack Kirby, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that story. But Denny O'Neill. Um and so I started doing a little bit more digging because, of course, I had heard about his, you know, question, which I've never read, and the, the aspects he brought to that. And um, basically everything that I do like about Batman, which is, you know, for self-parody, a smaller list, is is directly responsible to Denny O'Neill because he wanted to get him away from the Batman 66 colorful, you know, campy version and kind of return him to his roots as a head-busting vigilante that, you know, worked in the shadows. Uh, and that's where the 70s took it. Him and Neil Adams started doing stuff on on Batman. Yeah. And then he ended up becoming an editor later in the 70s and ended up, like, working a lot with Frank Miller. Well, yeah, I mean, we spoke about this briefly in the quarantine yeah. episodes when I was going through the Daredevil stuff, mm-hmm. how he was the editor on on that stuff. That he, he was the one who brought Frank Miller, not into comics, he was already an artist, but he was the one who yeah. brought him into writing. Right. And from that relationship that, you know, obviously led to, you know, uh, Dana Returns and, and Year One. Right. Yeah, which is um, funny because you talk about um, um, sort of taking Batman away from that, you know, the 60s stuff. And I think when most people think in terms of the comic books, like, what well, you know, what sort of changed Batman is, is that Frank Miller stuff specifically. But right. this person who was kind of trying to get there more gradually uh, was actually instrumental in those Frank Miller stories as well. So it... it he has right. kind of this creative driving force behind what we think yeah. of as modern Batman. Year one doesn't exist without Denny O'Neill. Oh, not at all. Oh. At uh, all. Um, yeah. I, I, saying, I, I, I can't, I can't right. even count the amount of comments I've read from him that, you know, be it as, as a writer or, or just as an editor. Mm-hmm. There are so many things that he's edited that you, you do, maybe don't even notice. Mm. Right. So, um, you know, we've gone on and on about our favorite Bat villains, and I I've really like Two-Face. And that was something I found out last night as I'm reading about his contributions. Up until 1970, when he put Two-Face in a Batman comic, Two-Face had showed up like a grand total of four times. And so it was Denny O'Neill that, that turned him into this from Jekyll and Hyde kind of figure to that tragic, wanted to do good, ended up becoming scarred from it, and all that trauma forming Harvey Two-Face. Um, and that's my favorite version uh, yeah it's what we, it's what we yeah, think right? of uh as two-face two is uh, uh, right. he, he's basically to two-face what 
George Romero was to zombies, where zombies yeah. technically existed before Night of the Living Dead, but what we think of as a zombie, George Romero created in 1968. Right. Honestly, so, he's probably the single most influential creator on Batman, barring, you know, the actual creators. That's, that's oh, yeah. Well, they, they say since Bill Finger and Bob Kane, that it's, it's Danny O'Neill that has shaped Batman, and also Joker. Like, Joker was the Cesar Romero uh, version. He wasn't this clown prince of crime that was dangerous until Joker's five-way revenge in the 70s. This is another thing I didn't realize uh, is when, when Joker became this, you know, maniacal villain. I, I, I think about 90% of what we consider to be Batman in the modern yep. sense can be traced back to, to, to Daniel Neal stuff. Right. It, it, whether um, that's his writing or his editing work. Yeah, but, uh, and then, like, Daredevil, like Connor brought up. Him, him editing that book and all the street level heroes, that kind of gave way to Bendis, right? And, and him doing that with the street level heroes through Daredevil, you know. And uh, Jessica Jones, I think, owes a lot to Denny O'Neill, and and all this. And you don't realize the man's imprint until until so you then. go and look at this this tangled yeah. web of everything he touched. Right, yeah. and I, I was always familiar with the Superman versus Muhammad Ali. You know, uh, Neil Adams. I didn't realize Neil Neil wrote that. Yeah. So it was, it was summer when you know. uh, Len Wein died because obviously mm-hmm. he's he's often credited as the creator of Swamp Thing, but right. Uh, all of a sudden you realized he was editing a lot. It wasn't just the the stuff he wrote. Yeah. He he was editing tons of DC books over a large period of time. So yeah, his fingerprints were over and tons of great stuff. It's very easy to forget just how influential editors. Are in the direction yeah. of what things are going. You sure that they're not the ones writing the story? So, but, you know that the 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 writer and artist get the credit for being those storytellers and the ideas, but the editors are the ones choosing the direction that the characters go in. And that's why right. we, we often blame editorial for things going wrong. Uh, yeah, I, I, I guess the uh, the comparison to a TV show would be the showrunner. Like the editor, right. in a lot of ways, is the showrunner of or, essentially a family of comics uh, as opposed to one comic. Yeah. Well, he he shepherded uh, the Batman comics and throughout the seventies. I think um, the closest comparison right now I can think of would be kind of like he's, he's like Kevin Feige. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Batman, okay. what, yeah. what he is to the yeah. Marvel movies, kind of overlooking these this shared mm-hmm. vision uh, and Putting this the right people cohesive story. That's that's kind of what an editor's role is in a group editor specifically in comics. Yeah. So I had listened to the Star Wars podcast, and it's not about Star Wars, Pete. So can calm down. Um, that. They had the editors from, uh, it was Heather Antos and, oh man, I want to say Charles, I can't remember his name. Um, but they were on talking because they'd made friends with the host of this of this show, and they were talking about what an editor actually means for those that don't know. And because all three of the hosts came from music, uh, they were like, no, it's basically the producer of the album. That's kind of what an editor mm. is. They share a lot of the same goals where if they do their job right, you don't notice the editor's. Right, like you would notice the producer on the album. Um, so once I heard that, then you look at De- Denny O'Neill, and he's like, "Correct me if I'm wrong, because you guys know Beatles better than I." He's kind of like the Brian Epstein, right? What do you mean, you guys? Connor that. knows Beatles better than your dad does. No, I don't know. No, no, you, I get you're a music well, guy more than I am. He was the fifth Beatle in in the right. city. He's so influential, and is is overlooked because he he drove. I don't out, know who you know, that was. He drove well, to a figured... sound and the the ideas. <laughs> Right. Uh, if not the actual composition, um, but the, the the raw sound, the production, like yeah, right. uh, the, the Beatles is a great example what with the, the use of stereo sound. They, right. they kind and of counterpoint wasn't counterpoint him. Yeah, 
yeah so but anyways i just i, feel I can't like even name the fourth beetle never mind the fifth <laughs> oh my god yeah how do i know this and i don't even really like the beetles like i'm one of those weird people that like to pop stuff more than their I could do experimental you, stuff i could do you john lennon paul mccartney and i remember ringo star because his name's ringo star right george harrison uh, to be fair he's always the one that people forget out of the four <laughs> that's why well, i remember Ringo's him. such a he has a deep ass Right. Yeah. Plus, his name's so close to Sue Dingo Sutcliffe. that I just think of maybe a Ringo ate your baby, and it just <laughs> cracks me up. I can't uh, believe I know more about the Beatles than Pete. I don't know why you should be surprised. I don't really know old I music that I, well. I associate you as a music person, considering how much you, you focus in on scores and whatnot. So I'm just, really fussy though. Like I don't listen to a lot of popular music. I'm kind of yeah. all over the place well, with but, that. But I. I didn't even realize I liked Elton John until I got together with my wife, and I was like, "Oh, that's an Elton song." And that one is too. <laughs> oh man, I think I really like Elton John beyond the Lion King. Right? So that opened a lot of a lot of doors. So uh, I'm not that, that's why hey, I, I wanted to tangentially to also five thousand candles in the wind, technically. Yes. Which cause you know it's a, it needs to be, you know, what does he say? Five thousand times battle better than a candle in the wind? Yes. It's, it's five thousand yeah, okay. five thousand times more sadder than the what candle in the wind was for. Yeah, I think this was the, the gist of the idea. So but anyways, we're, we're, I guess from Denny O'Neill, and I didn't, out of all the commentator deaths, I didn't realize it was going to hit me so hard. Then when I started looking at what he had worked on, like I had known he had, he had shaped Batman for my taste. Like that's the Batman I like the most. There's not a lot of mm. because Batman with Denny O'Neill. He was this kind of globe trotting adventurer that, you know, would, would come home to Gotham and face those stuff. But, um, and, and I like that. And you could, you can feel a little bit of, of that in Grant Morrison's Batman. Into where Incorporated kind of went, but yeah. you know, which is one of my favorite runs. So, but yeah, man, completely bummed me out. And then you see, especially right now, with all the stuff politically going on, that that image that's getting shared from his hard traveling heroes uh, of the black guy asking Green Lantern, "What's he ever done for for the black skin people on Earth?" You know, he goes and helps the purple skin aliens and the yellow skin aliens and orange and. But what's he done? And it, man, it hit hard. Kept seeing that get shared all over the place. So, and you know, it's from the seventies. Like mm -hmm. it's wild. Let's talk about comics, though, shall we? Shall we talk about the art of comic booking and Joker 80th anniversary special number one? Because DC love these specials now because they make lots of money off of them. <laughs> and uh, we are going to work through this book. We're going to talk about the various stories. I think the first thing I would say about this is that I do think overall it's better than the Catwoman one. Yeah, it's much more in line with what I thought Catwoman was going to be, more of a celebration of the character. Yeah. This is definitely a celebration of Joker. There's definitely um, more stories as well that I think stick out as being solid, at the very least, uh, if not... Hmm. If not, just outright, you know, good. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll oh. let you go through them because, no, I have a... I, again, I only made it to the Tom Taylor before. I was like, I, I'm just, I'm over it. Um, about Joker. I, I already am not a big fan of Joker. So, you know, uh, there was, I was already playing with, with a thin edge here. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I'll, I'll let you go through them. Yeah, so there's a bunch of old covers, pinups uh, that are mm -hmm. sort of early on. Uh, the first story is the Scott Snyder and Jock story. Uh, which is about a Joker victim. And I think this is actually maybe one of the reasons why it ended up being better than the Catwoman one, is that 
I always say that if you're going to do a Joker story, it should be, be about the fact that Joker has in people rather than mm-hmm. Joker being the protagonist. And I think a lot of these stories go into that 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 idea. And I think because of that, they're more inventive than the Catwoman stories were for the most part. Uh, yeah. But it's just this victim who's in therapy and he's got this like you know deformed smile because the Joker like toxin plus whatever else has done this yeah. to him and he, he can't he can't sleep he's having these nightmares he's talking about this this leather flower that he, he saw as a kid that he, he was he was scared his, of his grandparents who were like tanners you know <laughs> he decided this would be a good gift for our grandson so they set it a, a, a like a flower made out of uh, animal skins each petal from a different animal and I'm like, oh man, this guy was kind of, you know, sounds messed start. Sounds yeah. messed up. Yeah, it really does. And uh, you know, the, the psychiatrist has tried to explain to him because he he specializes in trying to help victims of the Joker, survivors of Joker attacks, and things like that. And he talks about all the various people that he's helped. He tries to convince them. Look, Joker's like, you know, greatest trait is that he convinces you that he's more than just a man. That he's more than just a psychopath. That he's something else. You know, and what is really notable about that is it sounds like he's. That's kind of what we talk about Batman a lot of the time. That you know, he's more than just a man. He becomes something else. Someone else. Something else. Uh, Almost like it's uh, escalation. Hmm. Uh, but he's like, no, he, he doesn't have that power. The the, the victim takes off because the, the mask that he's he's been told to wear is like to eventually help his face. It's like a brace that will eventually fix his uh, his, his, his smile. smile. It, it almost looks like the Hannibal Lecter mask. Yeah, but way more like gnarly than that. Um, but yeah. Uh, and the end, of course, the psychiatrist goes to his bed that night. And he wakes up, and the leather flower's sitting next to him, and he's like, "Wait, who? Did someone bug my office? How could they possibly know about this story?" And you know, he the, the the flower sprays acid on his face. His face melts off, and the Joker comes out from under the bed. Uh, and it, such a creepy visual. It's a very that creepy, won't... creepy visual. Yeah, it, it kind of reminds me of uh, because there was a thing back in Snyder's run about Joker hiding mm-hmm. under uh, it was a garden's bed at one point. Gordon's bed yeah. to listen to him yeah. sleep. I thought that was an interesting callback. And that's the thing about Scott Snyder. If you follow him on Twitter, or if you've ever met him. He's the most like, like soft-spoken, good-natured, soft-tempered guy, and then you read some of the most <laughs> like dark and twisted stuff that comes out of him, and you're like, "I'm glad you're a writer, sir, because if not, I'm afraid of what would happen." Do you know? Like you, you have an outlet. I like this story, and I, I thought the ending is a little bit on the nose, but. I think I did like what he was going for here, where the idea that this doctor's trying to convince that the Joker is just a man, he is just this, he's not mm-hmm. some boogeyman, to put it in those terms. And yeah. that at the end, the Joker's like, no, he is. At least, at least he, he he can get to anyone, right, including him. So I, I kind of yeah. I like that idea. So anyway, basically, it's a it's a horror story, and when Scott Snyder is a horror story, it tends to be quite good. This is kind of his yeah. speciality in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, Plus the visual of the guy's face melting off. Car, did you read this? <laughs> no, I'm guessing I didn't. no. Uh, he's so quiet. No, it, it's uh, like I said. Budgets are tight. I have no interest in. Oh, I look another hundred-page special every week, and I'm just. Uh, oh, I'm, right, I'm not okay. feeling. I, I'm just clarifying, just, just just so I know that you're going to be sitting there for the next half hour or whatever. Uh, <laughs> you know. I know, but I mean, what can I say? Alright, so uh, Joker could drink, uh, Joker. Cora could drink some booze. I mean, Joker could probably drink some booze as well. I mean, I don't know if Joker needs alcohol. I feel like he's just naturally drunk. <laughs> well, I don't think time. that. I just I think that 
he's one of those people that's a teetotaler. He could if he wanted to. He doesn't have anything against it, but he's just like, nah, I don't, I don't need it. Imagine a drunk Joker. No, thank you. He's probably safer. He's probably too like sleepy to do it. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I've <laughs> met plenty of rage-filled drinkers. Happy drunk versus the rage drunk. No, thank you. No, that's what I'm saying though. Joker's already has like all this erratic rage in him that he may actually go more docile. But he's. I was, that's how I know we ran in different groups. <laughs> all the people I knew that were jerks, alcoholically made them bigger jerks. It was never, uh, it was never like, oh hey, you're a lot cooler when you drink. It's never been that with me. Okay. It, do, it does mellow some people out. It some does. people, but not, not the guys I knew. Let's <laughs> put it that way. Because yeah. <laughs> some, some people are, you know, mellow drunks, angry drunks. Uh, some people just get sleepy. <laughs> some people, you know. There's, I tend to get sleepy if I only have like one or two drinks, and then it, uh, you, it, once you get have a which is one, why you always bad. have a dozen. <laughs> no. <laughs> Look, this is only two. For now. For now. Yeah. That's the next book. That's the thing about numbers. They just keep Sorry. going up. <laughs> so next next uh, story. A couple of more uh classic covers. And the next one is the Titan story with uh Yannin on the art. And this actually, you know, it's this Dean in the college who's giving this girl into trouble because the they wanted to do like a, a dress as your hero day uh, at the campus because one of the girls, specifically this girl's roommate, uh, their, their their sister or someone that was a victim in a Joker attack. So again, we're doing the, the impact of Joker on normal people's lives, which I thought was interesting. And I like that. And it does this neat thing where over the course of the story, uh, she's basically this rebel who tries to, you know, fight against the establishment, talks about him just being the man. And then breeds smoke in his face which then makes him start laughing and she talks about how she got the the recipe for joker gas off the internet which is mm-hmm. very realistic and terrifying in a, in a you know comic book context it, it made well it made me think too that there's which is something i haven't thought about before there are definitely people obsessed with mm-hmm. with, with the bat villains or super villains or whatever just like there's people obsessed with serial killers Oh, yeah. Sure, there's the people with, with passing interest, like my wife will watch any serial killer documentary because that stuff fascinates her. But then there's the others that write to the serial killers in prison and whatnot. And that's where this girl ends up becoming. Because I don't want to give away. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. The, the reveal here is uh, she starts putting on makeup and it becomes very clear very quickly this is Punchline. And this is, yeah. you know, maybe not the full origin of Punchline, but this is the, no, the moment she really becomes Punchline. And. She, she's going to help murder people she wants to actually she you know she's that extreme she puts on mm-hmm. the costume and the you know she, she basically says society's all one big joke and i'm the punchline right that's kind of her thing uh and then joker comes out the closet at the end he goes you know what you've convinced me you're ready for the heavy stuff uh you know because uh, she says mm-hmm. i'm ready to get serious and he's like no 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 my dear punchline what comes next is going to be funny and it's basically because this is the thing when we get to batman later is that Punchline is not someone who's cracking a lot of jokes like Harley Quinn does. No. It kind of points out the differences between them. And it's yeah. setting up that she's got this very serious sense of humor in comparison. Yeah. Uh, and and I do like that this is not just Harley 2. Yeah. She's her own type in that, again, when when she showed up in, in Hell Arisen, I started thinking, ah, she seems more like a Mercy Graves type than a Harley. And people are like, oh, well, what about the love interest thing? I'm like, not ah, just that like sure she might be a joker girlfriend or whatever if it but more or less i do feel like she's more of an acolyte than 
than Harley, who Harley was someone that was corrupted by Joker. The word the word I would use, okay, well that's a big key difference, of course, is that Harley was yeah basically seduced right, by the Joker and like basically driven mad. I think the key right. difference though for me is that I would just use the word devout. Punchline is devout mm-hmm. and and is a zealot and believes in the the yeah. chaos that the Joker is going to bring to the society. She, you know, right? She sought him out. Harley wasn't seeking out Joker. You know, uh, it just happened where she it seems like went out of her way. Uh, and, and I think that's super important going forward. Um, yeah. Cause especially we saw on one of the covers, it looks like we're going to get a Harley versus punchline. Uh, in was it 98? That makes sense. Or, I, yeah. you know, I, uh, I enjoyed this one too. And the art is really good. Of course. Yannin's mm-hmm. really solid. I, I think his Joker is so good. I, Cause he's so yeah. angular. Um, and it sticks out. Cause I, I always feel like Janin's very, has very soft. That's why I think it looks so nice to look at. Like everything has kind of a curve to it. Not his Joker. His Joker is pointy and and it really sticks out. I, I would describe him okay. as a, a just a more menacing Neil Patrick Harris than <laughs> a Joker makeup. Sure. He's got that scrawny, bony kind of quality to mm-hmm. him, uh, yeah. which is cool. So that, I mean, at this point, I was two for two, which was the complete opposite of Catwoman, where the first yeah. two were the two of the roughest ones. <laughs> so yeah, this was a, a nice change, at least to like set me up. That, oh, some of these are going to be good, and that's that's a nice, nice mm-hmm. place to be. Uh, the third one was a bit weird, though. Uh, it yeah. is you know, so it's this story where Batman's been killed by the Joker, and Lois is reporting from the Batcave, and she talks to Alfred, and then at the memorial, you know, we get to hear Gordon. Well, Gordon's on the news, and then we get to hear from like Superman and some of the others at the memorial, and. You know, so when Gordon, like, basically said uh, his line from Dark Knight, where he says, you know, he's the hero that Gotham City always needed but never deserved, uh-huh. I was like, okay, that's a nice touch. And then, like, the very next page, like, uh, Harvey Dent's giving a speech, and he basically does the ending speech from Dark Knight, and then when Joker shows up in the crowd, he's got Why So Serious written on him, I'm like, you know what, I appreciated the first one, the first nod to Dark Knight. I think once you've done three of these, though, I'm kind of like, okay, you're maybe doing a, a bit too much here. Let's- and here's the thing, they, they try to make it look like you're only seeing half of Two-Face. But mm-hmm. on the first panel that you see him, because it's a judge, he has his full... So you're gonna, you're like, either commit or, or don't, I felt. Like, I don't know if that's in the writing, or if that was Dan Moore's art. Because on the other two follow-ups, it's you, you only see half of his face. Yeah, I, I think so it's more of a, a thematic thing. Either this, this yeah. Harvey never became Two-Face, or he's been cured, I guess. I, I don't yeah. know what's going on there, but... Uh, you know, like in Mister Freeze talking about you know how Bruce Wayne funded like his research that saved his mm-hmm. wife's life, and you know just, I mean, I like elements of this story, and I was kind of frustrated at first because I thought, well, I- I'm always a fan of Joker not wanting to kill Batman, and that's part of the right. fun. But to be fair, he does kind of like once he's in the crowd, his narration's very much like, oh, like all these people are like cheering and celebrating, you know, the the, right. the you know the honor of Batman, and I'm like, no, 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 I'm the only one who's really sad. I'm the one who's really affected by this. Right. Like, what do I do now? But I guess what I don't appreciate is that this entire thing just builds up to a joke. Like a, a yeah, really I dumb... Like that. Yeah, so basically, Joker's walking away from the memorial. He doesn't look... Because he's got like a bomb wrapped around his chest that he doesn't use. He just walks away. He says, well, I'm the most evil clown prince there is, and now I don't have my audience. My audience, the only audience that appreciated what I did was Batman. So what do I do now? What does the most evil bastard on the planet do now? And then the final page of the story, he's working at the DMV. Like, this is a Ron Swanson joke. This, this is such a uh, yeah. This is such a. It like, doesn't fit. I mean, it's not the D, it's the GMV because it's Gotham version, right, but whatever. Vehicles. It yeah. still doesn't make sense. I I don't know. It just they all felt like it was a big dumb joke. And yeah, this this uh, this one's actually co-written by Greg Miller. Is this Greg Miller from Kind of Funny? 
Yes, it is. Is, is that Greg Miller? That is. Which, oh yeah, I might get raked over the calls for this. I don't understand his his appeal. A lot <laughs> people have tried to tell me, oh, he loves Superman. You'll like him along and stuff that I've seen. He might be a nice guy, but I just, I don't know. I, I, I don't all right. I mean, so he's like, yeah, he's not, I don't know, video game personalities aren't my cup of tea. Well, I know not, he started you're with not that big... type of stuff. I mean, it's mostly video game stuff that he does, so you're not obviously a big yeah. video game person, but... No, but... Greg Miller's all right, yeah, in terms of, you know, like he's a nice enough person. Well, you know, he's, I'm more I'm more disappointed this with Gary Whitta, mm. who's, a, who's a name to Star Wars, and so, yeah, I just it was a very uneven story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dan uh, Mora's art's solid, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I think the art's uh, perfectly Yeah, I like Dan Mora. So, uh, yeah, I, I felt this all built to this punchline that just wasn't... I don't know. I just it felt a bit like okay, it was all a joke. It was all just building up to this joke. Uh, fair enough. Uh, next story is the Denny O'Neill one. Uh, it's mm-hmm. called "Introducing the Dove Corps." Uh, art by Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. Uh, this is the Joker. Basically, he, he joins this team of like this, uh, like a uh, pacifist Marines. Who go into like rescue situations, and he's wearing his like uh, like his Hawaiian shirt killing and his joke. hat. Yeah, he's killing joke yeah. outfit basically. And there's a moment where he gets the camera, a camera off one of the guys. Like, oh, I'm going to take lots uh-huh. of great photos with this. And I was like, this is a bit, I don't know, too like I'll get it because this is the camera he's going to use in the killing mm-hmm. joke. I don't know, that's a bit weird. Uh, the rest of the story is that he kind of agrees to go non-lethal, and he makes this 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 weird gun that fires. What is it? Uh, they're itchy. It's uh, an itching powder. It's uh, his own yeah, concoction. Go. And yeah. so they all use this itching powder gun, and it's a successful mission. They save the hostages, and then he turns around at the end and says, well, that was kind of fun, and you've made me a member of the Corps because I've proven myself to you. Uh, but you know what? And then he just did lots of gunshots, and the last page is him having okay, killed yeah. the entire team going, yeah. killing is just so much fun, though. So Yeah. And the crux that made him want to do this is he goes, well, what, what's unexpected? Because whatever's unexpected is always funny. Oh well, I'll go work with with this new core uh, for the UN that doesn't kill people because Joker, you know, Joker not killing people is hilarious. And then at the end, it's basically like, well, no, he's always, you know, he's almost a victim of his impulses. He's he's never not gonna. It's kind be of Joker. A, it's kind of a weird story because like, do these mm-hmm. people know who Joker is? And if they do, like, why did <laughs> they let him go? Yeah, like, yeah, I don't know. It was it definitely felt of a time. Where where I said about the Catwoman one, where this felt like the the Denny O'Neill mm. Joker from the seventies. Yeah, it, it feels like of an era. It feels like a kids TV show where the villains can just get into schemes every week because no one knows who they are. Yep. Uh, that feels like that kind of era of villains. So I, I don't necessarily like. I don't dislike it. It's actually kind of a fun no. enough read. It, but it is just kind of weird in the context of like modern storytelling. Uh, yeah, not even tropes, just modern storytelling kind of standards, I guess, <laughs> in terms of how we treat mm. characters, but. Uh, I mean, it's a throwback, and it wasn't a bad read, so uh, there you go. Um, unfortunately, Connor Mister's telling about the story, co-written by Greg Miller, that ends in a joke where Joker ends up working at the DMV. That's the Gary Widow one, too. Oh, okay. Is that the one with Greg Miller? Yeah. 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 I, I wanted to point that out since you came back, because <laughs> it was worth hearing about. Uh, Cedric Pinup, of course, uh, in there. Looks nice. Yeah. Very, very Harleen-esque. Oh, yeah, very. Uh, and there's a story here with Batman kind of getting to the Joker uh, with some really iffy art 
on most pages. Although there was a couple of pages where I thought the art kind of worked from certain angles, bizarrely. Uh, yeah, there's very that... nightmare-esque. Yeah, there's a top-down, because this is the thing, I really like the colour palette. I really like the colour palette on this, this story, mm. but uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a page that looking top-down where Batman's got Joker by the neck, and there's like a lot of the little the, the blonde like henchmen are, are grabbing him. I thought that was actually a really good panel, but there's a lot of the other panels or pages where the face is just a bit too rigid, there's, there's too much going on. Uh, the, the, the basically this is called The War Within, it's the Peter J. Tomasi story uh, with uh, Simone Bianchi on the art, and it's essentially, the twist is that this is actually Joker as Batman trying to like think like Batman would, and kind of like try, so at the end we see that he's actually in the Batsuit and he's like killed all of his henchmen because he's, he's trying to imagine himself as Batman to sort of predict him and, mm. you know. Uh, that's just kind of one of these so-so ones where I kind of get the idea. I don't know if the execution's all there, though. I, it, it didn't work for me. Yeah, that's fine. When I got to it, yeah. it was kind of a, a pain to read, too, just with the way that the... Sometimes it rhymed, sometimes it didn't. Like, it didn't mm. have a flow. Like, I felt like if you're going to start rhyming, you need to stay to it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah it was kind of a mess. Uh, that's fair. Uh, they're definitely not one of the stronger ones for me either. Nope. Uh, but then, of course, they follow up that with the Riley Rosmore. <laughs> Which, I did not mind the story. I just wish I liked the art more. Like, because again, I feel like Rosmo works in places, because uh, I didn't mind his Batman and Shadow book that, that he did with, was that Orlando? And Snyder? Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, back, yeah, I was... Do uh, hey, you know what? It's... It's not as egregious series art because it's not got any of the anyone with big hair with the big foreheads. Right. It's kind of shining away right. from that. It's still very Riley, Riley Rosmo though, so it's it still is. not great. No, but it, and also I don't feel like Joker fits the Riley Rosmo mold. I feel like that's why Martian Manhunter worked because it could be you know this weird kind of thing. But the, in this story, I like that it's Joker's nightmare where his insanity plea doesn't work. Instead of getting sent to Arkham, he gets sent to Blackgate. And yeah, well, I mean, he gets executed. Yeah, what a shock that the story is actually quite. Good. I mean, it's Paul Denny, right? So yeah. I, th- I, I like right. the, it's a good Joker story in the sense that Joker's like basically complaining that none of the big villains are here to see him die. I did like how deliciously evil he was. Like the people like behind the glass at the electric chair. Yeah, he's basically saying, "Oh, I probably killed your children or friends or or loved mm-hmm. ones, and I don't remember their names." <laughs> he's just being awful. I- and because it's Dini, I could easily hear it in Mark Hamill's Joker at the mm. same time. Him saying this is the nastiest stuff. Um, and then, like, when they go to put him in the electric chair, he talks about how you're supposed to put a sponge on top of him. He goes, oh, we're out of water. And Joker's like, oh, I thought you might be. Just like, because he knows for, for all the bad things he's done, it's coming to him. And this is why it's his nightmare. And then uh, his death finally makes Batman laugh. Yeah. So, so that's what his nightmare is, is that he, uh, yeah. Can, his can his I, final thing is. Can I just say ahead. I did like the moment where he's given his last meal and he asks for a pie and I, he, he immediately throws it in the guard's face and says, "I've been waiting my yeah. whole life for that guy." <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but I, I kind of like because obviously Denny we associate a lot with Harley and stuff because of you know his background. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the ending is Harley telling that you know, back when she was with the Joker, he used to have these nightmares. And Ivy says, oh, is that what you saw him in then? Is that why you, you were with him for so long? Because you saw this, like, sort of more innocent, like, uh, kind of you know, side to him. This, this, this side was more vulnerable. Right. And she says, no, that's why I finally left him. I was never in it. I was never in the dreams. Uh, right. You know? And, you know, it makes that final point that, you know, he's obsessed with Batman. He was never obsessed with Harley. Harley's just, right. and, you know, there to him. And that's always been... 
Danny's take with Harley and yeah. Joker. And that it was her, you know, almost Wiley Coyote and Roadrunner constantly trying to get Mr. J's affection. And that's what eventually leads her to, to strike out on her own. And um because he did he did Gotham City Sirens, right? Danny? Was that the he did, yes. Yeah. He did the yeah, first yeah. like twelve or eighteen issues. Uh, and then, and yeah, then that was... a little bit of Lobdell at the end. Right. So that was the yeah. Um, yeah. Well, because they're 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 collected in two trades now. Mm -hmm. I think two thick trades, and I think Dinny's stuff does continue into the second trade for a little bit. Stop in Lobdell. Because yeah, I, I want to say that's kind of the first inkling we get that, that Harley's done with Joker. What was in there, and that comes yeah. from Dini, who uh, well, created her. I think it's interesting because obviously, you know? so many Harley stories now are about life beyond beyond the Joker because they want to do right. other things with Harley because she's such this big, successful character and popular character. Right. I think it's but, interesting that you have Denny, who's like so entwined with the 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 history of Harley that even he's writing stories where it's after Joker now. If you, oh. it almost makes it feel more official that even he's saying, "Okay, she's beyond the well, Joker that's, now." That's why I feel that was his beat with her, with, with Sirens, because that's mm. the earliest I can remember. So he started that almost. And now, now they've kind of taken with it, and now every story is is you know Harley and Joker, and you know him not letting it go. I mean, that was the entire subplot of of Suicide Squad that got cut, I guess, right? So yes. and then the entire movie of, of you know Birds of Prey. Of course, I mean, of, of course, uh, what's his name, David Ayer. Now that Snyder's getting his yeah. cut, he's like, hey, by the way, guys, I've got like a four hour cut of Suicide Squad that you all want to see. Don't no, you? Thank you. you know what the thing is with that. <laughs> I believe there is a. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't want mm -hmm. to see his take on Joker that much, but I believe there is a better version of that movie. Mm -hmm. Oh, that, he that movie felt time. victim of of editing and chopping. It's definitely and... no. There's definitely a more coherent movie. I, I don't think I like it still, but it's definitely a more coherent no. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before all the editing yeah. nonsense. Yeah. So. Uh, I actually quite like the story in this one. It's a shame that it's the Rosemore, but I actually do yeah. like the story. I enjoyed Me reading too. the story. So. Uh, that's cool. And then we're on the Tom Taylor story uh, with Eduardo Rizzo in the art called Birth Birthday Bugs. And leave it to Tom Taylor to somehow tell something that's kind of a sweet Joker story, but also incredibly dark at the same time. It's so dark, but at the end, I was like, no, nah, this this is a Joker that I like. If this was, <laughs> if this was the new where sometimes Joker has it in him, like, oh, this kid. I like this kid. I see a lot of me in this kid. Yeah. And you see him almost be tender towards the kid yeah it adds well, that new layer it, like the, the thing that makes joker like this kid because joker is basically coming to like sort of see a henchman who didn't show up to a job and yep. he comes up into this kid who's playing with spiders and he's or bugs or whatever Crickets, and, and he's yeah. like oh what are you doing he's like oh i've got these bugs in the box he's like well do you ever kill them he's like only if they try to escape it's no fun playing with something if it's dead and that's what make, makes Joker like this kid, because that's, I mean, that's his thing with Batman, right? It's like, there's no fun playing with him if he's dead. Right? <laughs> what would I do without you? Exactly. Yeah. Um, in fact, it's, it's funny you used to make that Heath Ledger Joker impression there, because the overall look isn't inspired, but the mouth definitely made me think of Ledger because of the, I, the, the smeared lipstick. I, I feel like that, and I feel the hair. I feel yeah. like the kind of almost uh, Johnny Rotten, right? That That's the... I was never into Sex, sex Pistols. Um, so whoever the lead singer of Sex Pistols was, it, that's who this reminds me of. Yeah. Uh, so, and I, I, I like some of the inspirations for Joker throughout the book. You do, I mean, even though there was too much of it in the Greg Miller one, the idea that Dark Knight and some of the other movie versions, because there's another story that comes up where, uh, or maybe it was one that was already happened where the Pale Moonlight was mentioned. So I do like that it's like, okay, it's not just the yeah. comic book's history of Joker that we're kind of honoring. Right. There's, you know, there's more to it than that, which is cool. Uh, but 
so so Joker ends up, you know, this kid, no one's showing up to his birthday and whatnot. So because uh, his dad didn't mail out the the invitation. So Joker takes it in his own hands to round yeah, up. This stuff course. is so dark. He's literally got like a knife to a little girl's like face going, you're yeah. going to go to this party. <laughs> well, and he has, he's threatening one of their cats. And yes. it looks like he bashed a dad with a, a toaster. Oh yeah, but it's the one, it, go. it's the one above that though, where the girl's on the shoot in the playground mm-hmm. and he's, he's literally got a butcher knife like to a her face. knife, it looks yeah. like, yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Like it's so delightfully dark, but sweet at the same time. Uh, and then basically Joker, when the dad shows up to the party, uh, he, he cuts off the guy's fingers and says, I'm not going to kill you because as your own child pointed out, that I can't do anything with you if you're dead. So he just cuts off a bunch of his fingers, uh, which needlessly leads to him saying, hot dogs are ready, which, okay, he's going to feed yep. a bunch of kids some human fingers. And uh, the little kid gives him the box of bugs at the end as a, as a present. Um, as a thank you. This is... <laughs> Sergio, I'm touched. I will treasure them. Again, I read these also. There's certain lines that I read as Mark Hamill, mm-hmm. Joker. That's one of them. Um, but yeah, it was that. Needless to say, this was the best story. This is the last mm-hmm. one I read, to be fair, also. Okay. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll... Best story thus far. Yeah. I, I Really good stuff. Really good stuff. Uh, you know, so that's three good stories to great stories. I, I, that, that last one, the Taylor one's fantastic. So. Uh, mm-hmm. unsurprising but no I really I like the first two as well and the next one's not bad actually the art is pretty solid in the next one it's uh, it's a story about and the artist and the writer and that aren't in the first couple of pages so I'll tell you who it is at the end <laughs> but the uh, it's about Joker's and again this just feels a little bit Dark Knight inspired he's in a bank robbery and they're all wearing clown masks and it's basically it's told a little bit out of order where this this guy who works there this intern who was in a back room when everything broke out basically called for help but he snuck up in one of the, the gunmen and killed him uh not intentionally necessarily killing him but ultimately killing him with a fire extinguisher by bashing him over the back of the head and it kind of freaks him out and they the, the sort of the framing device is joker kind of talking to him still in the clown mask saying this is, is this the first time you've ever killed anyone and he's sort of crying as he says no and he's he's really heartbroken about it and the ultimate point of the story is that joker when he eventually like he's getting to the end of the story uh he says to him that Hey, you know what? Uh, you know, the guy's name's Ronald. He's like, hey, you know what, Ronald? It turns as it happens, I actually have a thing for heroes. Uh, you know, rather than you know victims or or you know anything like that. Uh, again, sort of hinting at his admiration of Batman. Like, you know, someone who's willing to do something and and stand up to him is more interesting to him. So he actually just kills the rest of his his henchmen. He pulls off his mask and just kills all the people who were doing the job with them. And he's like, yeah, I've got a bit of a crush on heroes. And again, very kind of Heath Ledgery, the the, the, the hair and the smeared uh, makeup. Mm-hmm. Uh, because sooner or later, they become martyrs. So he shoots everyone else that he was working with and walks off and says that one day he'll be back to check up on him. So, uh, no, it's, yeah, a solid little Joker story. Uh, again, tying into kind of some Dark Knight imagery, but with this idea of how Joker views Batman and, and other possible heroes. So, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, That's and, Albuquerque and yeah. Eduardo Medeiros. Yeah, they both co-wrote and then Albuquerque did the art. So obviously the art's really good, uh, as, as I said. Really dark, lots of shadows, very expressive, the horror of the situation. Yeah. Again, the stories that treat Joker like it's just a horror thing work the best. Taylor was, Taylor's story is kind of a accept, weird exception as it was going for more of this almost... I mean, I don't like this movie, but there's almost like a Beetlejuice-esque vibe kind to of. how Joker interacts with the kid. 
Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, also, the next uh, cover it shows is one of my favourite covers of all time. It's the Detective Comics AA, where it's Joker's face being made up of the bats. Yep. Gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Uh, and then that takes us on to the second last story, which is a story about this... Tony Daniel. Uh, this is Tony Daniel. Creative. Uh, this mm-hmm. is the mob boss who's going to see a priest to confess about all the things that he's done and confess that he's probably going to try and kill Joker because he came with his family. Most of his family are dead now. Uh, but the twist is is that Joker's actually the priest wearing a mask and he pulls off the mask at the end and kills the the mob boss and just walks off. Uh, that's that's why it's just kind of thoroughly in the mediocre to okay territory. It's not terrible. It's not particularly inspired either. There's dev, there's there's been better stories already in this this issue about him either being disguised or pulling off a mask yeah. or or whatever. It, it it feels more just like you know this is maybe about Joker like replacing traditional crime families, which is a which is an interesting part of you know Batman mythology. But yeah. I don't think this story's particularly great. It, it's it's kind of reminiscent of just Tony Daniels working Batman in general when he was writing them, which is oh it's okay and readable, mm-hmm. but it's not doing anything particularly yeah. great either. Uh, so that was that one, uh, which takes us on to the final story, which is the Azarello and Behermo story. And I've got to say, Behermo's are here isn't kind of up to his typical standard. It's, yeah. it, I mean, it's going for a style. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's not that it, it's, it's just that he's, he's. It's not like he's phoning it in. It's that they're, they're intentionally going for a different type of pulpy style. I just don't mm-hmm. think it speaks to Behermo's strengths, and as a result, I don't like it as much as what he's are usually looks like. Uh, it's kind of, it's kind of. They're going for this weird meta thing. There's some, there's some meta references to the dick being covered up in the Black Label book. Uh, <laughs> you know, with a t- you know, poison eye. You know, someone says That's so. They, someone's they, we come in mid conversation. Someone says so they darkened it, and then Ivy says, did it get bigger? Uh, and then like yeah, so it, it does this weird kind of meta thing where Joker's like getting it out. Basically, what it is though, it's essentially Joker in one flew over the cuckoo's nest, where mm. you know there's an evil nurse who's nuts ratchet from from the movie. And he's definitely the Jack Nicholson esque character, which I guess is a kind of a neat callback in a way because Jack Nicholson played Joker. That's, uh, yeah, that's cool. I might have to go back and read this one. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, uh, and he's kind of fighting back. And I don't want to spoil the ending too much of the movie, but let's just say it ends in a very similar fashion to that movie. And I, I love that movie actually, so I don't want to spoil it. But <laughs> it ends in the same hmm. way, uh, kind of. Some changes, yeah. but. Uh, Honestly, this one was just okay. Like the meta stuff was kind of weird. I once I realized it was doing one flew over the cuckoo's nest, I was like, I wish it just sort of did that on its own, rather than all the weird meta stuff at the start. It just kind of felt yeah. a bit erratic to me at the sense. beginning. Uh, but that was the the last story. Uh, wrap it up. But I mean, I really like three of those stories. I flat out loved one of those three. At that, uh, there was a couple of decent ones, a couple of mediocre ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say the Denny one was good, just with the with the art not being to my taste. Yeah. Uh, there was only one or two that I thought were outright kind of wonky in a way that I didn't like. So overall, I'd say this was more of a success, this one, than the, the, the Catwoman. This felt more like the sort of the, the balance of quality that I'd come to expect in these when there's just a few good ones. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely wasn't as disappointing as the Catwoman one. Um, it actually fit more of the honoring the character. Like you just said with that uh, Azarello and Bermijer one, that one seems to be this is the spirit of the character told mm. in a fun way. You know, well, we're going to do one flew over the cuckoo's nest with Joker yeah. uh, in Arkham. And that's kind of what you want to see in this. So I like the meta one in Catwoman 
last week so much Wait, it was does this mean that we have to do like, next time we have some sort of reason to do a joker special do we have to do someone doing like a knight's tale but with the joker because they have to do a heath ledger movie or maybe 10 10 things i, I hear about no. you <laughs> 10 things i hear about you <laughs> again wouldn't say no i love 10 things i also really like a knight's tale so i've never seen a knight's tale know. but i've seen 10 things it's uh, it's very early 2000s fun sure um yeah like it's it plays with the anachronistic parts um plus yeah. it's got a um shoot just go and live it from firefly oh, oh i was no. thinking of uh, 10 things uh you're thinking of alan no tudyk. no no huh alan tudyk you're thinking of yeah it's got tudyk that was the first time i remember seeing him he's a lot of fun in that i have one. a question mm-hmm. how yeah. do you do the broke back mountain take with joker Oh, Joker and Batman. Easy. The race itself. Do you think, you think that'll work nicely? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's perfect. You could call it Broke Bat Mountain, too. And, uh, and you just have Joker say to Batman, I wish I knew how to quit you. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. perfect. It's, it's so easy. Yeah. Uh, just, you-, uh, you, know, you mentioned the, the Catwoman, you know, in comparison. Mm. Um, uh, I, I did see um, Liam Sharp talking about his story over the week. And yeah. I know, I know you guys were like, oh, I mean, it wasn't up to his usual standard. Mm-hmm. And uh, to explain that, I mean, I don't think he put this out there to explain reviews, but more he kind of just shared the story of how he got the gig on doing his story. Basically, uh, someone pulled out whatever reason, you know, we, we don't really know these, but they were like, oh, we, we need to fill three pages quick. So he pitched the story, wrote it, and drew it, inked it, and colored it all within 24 hours. <laughs> Whoa. And that, yeah, and that's a very impressive. And but at the same time, um, I mean, I don't know. couldn't we just have had ninety-seven pages? <laughs> like, I guess they'd already promised this many pages, so they're like, "Shit, we 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 need to do it." Uh, which, which again, it, it makes sense to why the quality wasn't there, and it kind of felt yeah. like an afterthought. You know, it but, was. It was know, literally an afterthought. It was exactly. literally. I need to knock this out in a day. The entire process, like good on- the pitch, getting the pitch approved, writing it drawing it everything in in 24 hours that's and, that's a busy day yeah good on sharp too for for playing with the nine lives idea mm-hmm. of of selena you know but at the same time i don't hey. i'm not gonna excuse it yeah uh, it. yeah i mean yeah now ultimately it's still not that good but i mean at the very least i won't i won't blame <laughs> him for it because like well if you had to do a three-page story write art and everything in one day that'd probably I, be the quality you'd come out with or even worse I, I remember being in film school in my production one class when, when you're learning, you know, making all these shorts, you know, with the stuff that you learn. My teacher always saying, you know, running into difficulties is not an excuse for for things, you know. So, like, just because you know, something happened, you still have to have your projects turned in. And I feel like Liam Sharp is an expert on that, mm-hmm. you know. So. Uh, as for yeah, Ray- I, like I, said, I don't uh, think he was making an excuse when he did it. Yeah. I think he just was just like, here's a fun story. Uh, as for ratings, I mean, I guess uh, I don't know if Matt should read it because he didn't finish it, but I, I'll uh, I'll give it a rating. I th- I feel like having three worthwhile like stories, three stories that I recommend reading, is enough to kind of say that it's worth reading the book. I think when it comes to these specials, because three is a good number. Three is like okay, you've got a, a trio of stories, then you've got some other ones that are pretty solid as well, just not as good, uh, and obviously a couple of not so good ones. But uh, I'm gonna give this a seven point five overall. I would say, you know, you've got the three stories that are really worth reading. Uh, there's probably a couple that you could skip, but, I mean, it's hard to know what those are before you go in, unless someone like us tells you. <laughs> you know, if you listen to this review, we, we tell you which ones are good or not. Yeah. But, uh... I mean, suffice to say that if Tom Taylor is doing one of these, 
is probably worth it because I still need to track mm-hmm. down the Supergirl story. Oh my God, so good. Uh, that was yeah, good, that was a good little short story. Yeah. So I, I would highly recommend uh, checking this out more so than the Catwoman one. I, I think. I mean, not that I'm surprised that Joker got more love than Catwoman, but I mean, well, I don't know if that's intentional. I mean, they've all been around roughly the same amount of time, right? Mm-hmm. Joker, Catwoman, Batman. More or less, so, yeah. You know, so it makes sense that these are the three they went with. Well, I mean, so. it, it, it literally, like, was... That's why they fell like, back-to-back in the months, because they both yeah. debuted right back at the start of the Batman. I know I know, you had Catwoman start in Batman issue one, right? So, so Joker. It was Joker as well, okay. Mm-hmm. So, which is obviously slightly after Batman, which was in... It was like, you know, a few months after. Because uh, yeah. Golden Age stuff's kind of hard to read, so I've not read much, but I have read Batman oh. issue one in Joker, because that was back when there was like four stories per issue, because uh, they were shorter, but obviously more dense. <laughs> Joker was in both the first and last story in the first issue of Batman. Okay, I mean, I've read it as well at some point in, in, in my time reading comics, just out of a curiosity factor more than anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't remember it that well. Oh, I mean, not that. And, All and, and more to the point is, I couldn't have told you if that was Joker's first appearance off the top of my head, or if he'd appeared in a issue of Detective before. No, I, I can tell you that's his first appearance. The only other thing I can tell you about the story is that uh, he basically announces he's going to kill certain people, so the police sort of like you know get around people, and eventually he, he, he targets Bruce Wayne. So that's kind of like that, that middle section of Dark Knight with him targeting people. It's kind of based on it's based on that element of issue one of Batman. But so. Real quick, now that we're talking about this, I, I read sure. <laughs> I forget where it was. It was something because of Denny O'Neill. But people were saying that the Dark Knight version of Batman is one of the worst versions, like the Nolan, and I just don't see that. Um, I, I would say it's a very different version because he's not I really just, a he's not really a detective, is he? Let's be fair. No, but that's not what that crux is. The crux is of of the Dark Knight is this is a man that's been inspired to to change things, right? In, in terms of his ideologies, he's, he's he's the best on screen Batman, it's, right? And so I but well, I see a lot of people action. going, oh sure, yeah, yeah. well yeah, that's, that's what, what I, I meant, mean. yeah, but... yeah. But like, so I was reading this because I think a lot of people. I'm trying to remember the context. People were talking about Denny O'Neill's Batman, and I don't know. I feel there's a lot of the Denny O'Neill Batman in Nolan's because of the the Frank Miller inspiration with with you know year one and then you know whatnot but i mean yeah it's, i just talia I, being in it at all what's that talia being in the third one well, well and i remember denny o'neill going that he felt that they should have swapped the actresses that that his version of talia is much closer to to Anne hathaway you know <laughs> than you know and that that's what, not that he was upset but he was like i, I think he got the actresses reversed you know, you could have had, you know, Selena as is, is I'm drawing a blank on the actress's name. Um anyways, Marion Yes, Cody Yard. Yeah, so but go. no, I just I, I not that this like I wanna make sure that I, I'm not disrespecting people's viewpoints or whatnot, but you ever been hit with stupidity that it just leaves you like confounded. Where yeah, where you're like Nolan's Batman's the worst version of Batman. I'm just like, okay, you can not like those movies, but pretty damn good version of batman and just because he's not a detective doesn't disqualify it's i feel there's a lot of overlap with the people that defend him he didn't actually kill people in, in batman v superman i was like well no he he, he did, he did. On it. It, at, at, at worst i will take first degree manslaughter yeah. <laughs> right that's it so like 
feel like there's a lot of overlap with those, but I just I was reading these comments either on Twitter or Reddit, I can't remember where, that I was just like, I don't understand you. I mean, Matt, why are you opening cans of worms here? Because people are going to start commenting about how technically there's deaths in the, the Nolan movies too. Uh, there is. I, I know. Technically there is, but... That's fine, there's but con- there's, I'm th- just saying... There's context that, here. Yeah, I mean... This is why the episodes are so goddamn long, you know that? Because Matt has just these random thoughts that he has to go on and we end up spending 10 minutes on. Like number one, I just... <laughs> we were talking about Joker iterations and that one just it just sparked to mind, you know? Okay, yes. All right. Uh, all right, Joker. That was Joker. I, I, I did. I did read it. 7.5. You have a 7.5. Oh, yeah. All right. Okay. Batman, 92. James Taylor in the fourth mm-hmm. writing. Gillum March, unfortunately, on the art. Okay, but what, what a it return. wasn't that bad. It, it wasn't as upset. Maybe I'm just... We were reading different books then, Matt. Yeah, it wasn't good, but it wasn't like... His Riddler is no. one of the most hideous things I've ever seen. Yeah... You, you've not been reading action bad. though, Carter. So your your bars in a different place. Yeah, and that, and I'm wondering <laughs> I'm if that's sorry. what it is. I, I'm sorry for hating his cobble pot, for hating his Riddler, for just just not liking his art. I, I won't apologize for that. I, I get, get it. That. I you don't. I would never say Gillum March is one of my favorite artists, but I also wouldn't put this up there as among his worst, even on this art. It's, like, it's bizarre to me how clean his his women are, and, and I mean this in the sense that. If you look at any of the men he draws, they're, they're, they're full of like all these, you know, wrinkles. Like you know, if you look at like Bullock on like the first second page, you've got all like the like rolls of fat going down his, his neck, and it doesn't. It, it looks, it looks rough. And then yeah. you, and then you get to the page where it's um, Catwoman and and Selena and Harley, and it's just completely smooth skin. You know, absolutely. I'll, I'll be honest. Before I got to the end of the book, I thought there was a different artist on the. Those, so did I. Those pages. And that's why I was saying it wasn't that bad. If Gil March can make me think his art's someone else's, <laughs> <good>. <laughs> he's done something right. Yeah. The, so so he the book. women fine, apparently. So the book boils down to two sides. One is the Riddler making a giant crossword out of the city. And if Batman doesn't get the answers correct to the riddles to fill in the blanks, uh, he'll start setting off bombs. So Batman's solving a lot of riddles. Um. Which actually, I think it was a mistake in one of the bubbles. Actually, at one point, yeah. There's a point where uh, Riddler says the third letter is T from this other word, and then Batman's answer to the the thing is twelve, and I'm like, but twelve's the not the third. The T's yeah, the first letter. Yeah, that was weird. Um, yeah, I also think I, it was really weird how it was like all oh, really well known riddles. Sure. Yeah. Uh, hey, it's hard to research well, smart riddles, right? When you're a writer, you think... I know, but like these are all like. Common oh, riddles no, he, I've heard before. I've, I've probably read Riddler doing these riddles before. I don't know. He could have consulted with a a crossword writer. I mean, that's still a thing in newspapers to yeah. to figure out some new ones or or whatever. Because that's what I think it comes down to is like that is a challenge, like to do crosswords and make sure everything fits and you know. There's, there's um, an art. To that. Yeah. yeah, and so I'm not gonna fault him there, but I just like. Also, are crossword hints really? I mean, I guess they're riddles. Well, the, one, kinda... the ones Riddler does are more Riddly than usual. Yeah. So, um, and I did like how cryptic crosswords, aren't they? It's just kind mm. of what yeah. Little... Yeah. So Batman's got a bat train. Just uh, the vehicles um... keeping this street going of yeah. just new random yeah. vehicles or gadgets. Yeah, vehicles every day. Uh, and Riddler's pissed that Batman's getting all these answers because his kind of communication solutions can't help him, but he's still getting all these things right. Um, 
In fact, I, I was happy though that Batman at one point did ask, like, have I got any letters revealed yet? Because I was like, because so up until that point, he was just answering riddles and getting them right. I'm like, is he never going to use yeah. the fact that it's a crossword to his advantage and, like, get a hint? <laughs> like, no, so, and, and he did, right? Yeah. That's where he asked. I, I like so, that Riddler's like, hey, if, if you were above ground like you're supposed to be, you'd see the board like everyone else in Gotham. Mm, yeah, no. He's like, no, but you never specified that. So technically, I played by the rules. You can't just enforce that now, halfway through the game. And Riddler agrees with that. Uh, Meanwhile, Selena and Harley are getting attacked by all these, uh, was it? The, 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 zombie cops zombie cops yeah yeah uh basically they're getting to this uh underground sort of banker essentially uh this this off the books thing that selena knows about that she wants to go but when they get there uh there's a conflict of interest because inside punchline's already there doing joker business and this, this is really the proper debut of punchline i know we've been teases of yeah. it before but this is the proper debut yeah proper this debut. is the one the speculators should have gone nuts for not hellarism three not the Joker special. This. Uh, I know. This this is definitely the debut because it's you know you've got the full page of of her there as oh mm-hmm. this is her actual reveal right yeah with, and I re- with all the cleavage on show because March apparently can't have it's March. March. yeah, yeah. I I, uh, I, would... I I read Batman first which I think worked well because I think reading yeah. the Joker story as the first proper appearance is kind of weird it worked better having no, it is. context for her first. Yeah, 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 no, it is. And I was just gonna say, I, I would like some variance in in the designs of women. I don't need them all to be big, busty, hippie henchwomen. You know, make her distinct mm-hmm. from Harley. Then, yeah. You know what I mean? Like the only the only way I can kind of justify this one in some sense is that that she is similar to Harley intentionally. It's she is very much the replacement, so she's written yeah. sure. I mean, I, I did enjoy the dialogue though, with Harley realizing who she is and Selena being like, yeah. I think that's Joker's new girl girlfriend, Harley. And her uh-huh. like, oh boy. Like I actually kind of appreciated uh-huh. the, the reaction and Harley basically saying, look, one day you're going to be over this shit and we're going to have a nice talk about how weird it is being with Joker and blah, blah, blah. Yep. Uh, although given the context we have now from the other story about how, uh, how she's more mm-hmm. of a devout I don't want to quite say terrorist, but she's kind of virgin on that. that no, kind of... she's almost like a like a Manson girl, right? Yeah, but she's not like yeah. Harley. I I don't think she's going to get over it the same way Harley did. No. Uh, I, I don't oh, know. And, and said, you know, it's, it's so long ago now when he yeah. was teasing Punchline, and you know, in his newsletter, that when we thought we were going to be reading this issue months ago, yeah. um, his intention is no, no, Punchline's just a evil piece of shit basically mm. that's fine it's just anti-harley right? harley got redeemed over the years mm-hmm. and you know and, and he obviously doesn't control punchline forever he, he can't say for sure that she'll never no. be you know mm. but the plan right now is no she's evil she's what harley was supposed to be i for, can for i can almost i can almost see if, Har- if if punchline breaks off on her own it's because joker's not going far enough yeah like you know what i mean like the the pupil becomes the master and then it becomes a bigger problem down the line like that's something i could definitely see with this character yeah i could see some of that playing into a big fight of course uh catwoman uh gets the the banker dude to basically do do what she says by dropping a lot of intel about where he lives where he's safe is and yeah. threatening to like yell at the combination and the, the design of this guy was was weak so i i just started watching watchman the other day Oh really? <laughs> I, I've seen like the first like two episodes. Please, please tell me that, that the whole point of that show is that the cops shouldn't be all in masks and have no. Yeah, we're well, not saying nothing. Because uh, this is uncomfortable. Um, but the design of the underbroker with the mask um, really reminded yeah. me of 
one of the guy, you know, the guy in the the machine who kind of flashes all the raw check. I'll, I'll say about Watchmen, the TV show, is don't worry. By the end, it's very anti-supremacist. All right, I'll just okay. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, right yeah. now, well, like, like, this feels uncomfortable. You, you going through it right now must seem like it was a a premonition mm. of things it, to come. It, honestly, it right now, given that I'm only two episodes in, it feels mm-hmm. tone more than anything. And no, it's considering when it came out, it's. I know Lindelof gets a lot of crap for some of his stuff. This actually seems like it was thought out, and it is a very worthy sequel. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure Besides, you haven't even got but, to yeah. Lube Man yet. Just get to Lube Man, and all yeah. will be fine. I'm sold. Uh, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm gonna just, uh, but just, more, I was this guy. He reminded me of you know with the the shiny mask. Yeah, mm. it really reminded me of that. No, was, no, no I, I can see why. Uh, the, the 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 Manhattan episode is one of the best episodes of TV in years. The episode, yeah. I think it's nine because there's ten episodes total. I think nine's the one that's like only nine. Or let's say it then. It's the one before the last one. It's just. So I remember thinking it was an odd number. Of Shock, shockingly good. So as as good as as Doomsday Clock is to a sequel to the actual source material of Watchmen. That one feels like a proper. This is what Watchmen meant to comics. This one is well. What were the themes Alan Moore was playing with? The show hits on oh, those. I'm enjoying it so, so far. Don't be wrong. I just yeah. like it's, it's uncomfortable. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Like, good. It's like I feel like this is going to be the point, but I'm not entirely don't, sure. Don't worry. There's episodes that make it very clear what the point's ultimately going to there be. There were parts where I went, "Oh, they played me. The, they, they got I've, me good." I've, I've been trying to make a point. Like, we we review a lot of TV, right? Um, I've been trying to make a point this year of watching stuff for myself, just kind of sitting down in the evening and, and watching an episode or something. Uh, I started doing that this week. Uh, uh, all right. Uh, one of the worst track. panels uh, in, in the art is um, when Selena, she's, she's uh, you know, got the whip round uh, Underbroker's neck mm-hmm. and she's, you know, she's standing on him and I, I, it's just this weird, ugly shot of let's look at all her body at once from this top-down perspective and it's uh, so weird. Yeah, the proportions are all over the place just to give us the ass shot. She has negative body fat percentage if that's the case. Yeah. It's like, and, I'm just saying. Which is huge and then we, we, we'll still see a cleavage, you know, sticking out of the front but it's like, what is going on here? Yeah, uh, Batman, the last couple of pages, uh, Batman finds Riddler and Riddler's like, shot, how did you find me? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, and Deathstroke, because Deathstroke, which you mentioned, is in handcuffs and has been carted along the yeah. whole time for this ride, because uh, he was fighting Batman at the end of the last issue, uh, is like, wait, is this every night for you? And he's like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so uh, he knocks out Deathstroke with some severe elephant tranquilizers, and then the designer shows up, and we get this full page, you know, final reveal of him saying, hello, Bruce, I know who you are, please come in, we should talk yeah, a little. Yeah, he sat inside Wayne Manor. Yeah, but he's actually in the, the the same room, but the bat came through the window. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, he's in that chair. So, you know, uh, I like it's fine. I, I mean, I will say that it felt like they were building up Riddler to be more than just this to be the stopgap before. I mean, obviously, the, the designer was always the end game. Don't get me wrong, but this feels like Riddler's inclusion was a little bit underplayed. I uh, have to wonder though if this was partially down to the extended unplanned break. In that we've had months leading into this yeah, Riddler issue, sure. thinking, "Oh, we're building up a Riddler thing." In our uh, minds, that's the last thing that happened. Whereas, maybe if it had just been the next issue, we wouldn't well, have felt as much. Either, either there's a second designer, where he's very hard to kill, because we all know Joker killed this guy, in, in a previous hmm. issue. So, what's he doing sitting there in the chair? Well, we already saw him once in present day. So, I mean, we already had that mystery. 
I say I don't even Yeah, not that, that I blame you, Matt, because it's been months, but... Yeah. <laughs> this, oh, wow. this is the problem with so... all comics right now, and we yeah. have to yeah. try not to hold the comics themselves responsible. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm blaming the story for that. some comics I've been reading have been adding, even ones that don't usually, have a, a recap page at the start. Mm -hmm. uh, like, they added it in last minute, went, mm -hmm. okay, we, we might need this. Well, I'm, I'm going back and reading X-Men Red uh, with Tom Taylor. And, you know, there's long periods between issues that are meeting because we're catching up on all this stuff. Those have recap pages, which are very helpful. Yeah. Of, of everything that's going on. So hey, If there's one thing Marvel do that I wish DC copied, recap pages, do it. Well, like, mm -hmm. They've started doing them recently in some books, like Far Sector. I think Amethyst had them. Uh, mm -hmm. So they're kind of seeking in on some of the fringe books. So, you know, maybe we can get that adopted wide scale. That'd be nice. Yeah. Even if it's a digital only thing, because you know the way to print the extra page. Well, fine, just put in a digital copy there so I can see it. <laughs> Please make it very selfish. Ah, whatever. Uh, so uh, that is uh, this bad We'll just read it. Uh, so I mean, I mean, I, obviously the art's kind of rough, but I, I did, I did mm. enjoy the story. I enjoyed both sides of the story uh, pretty much. Uh, so see where it goes. Uh, Matt, what are you giving it? I'm gonna give this a, a seven. It's pretty good, but the art is all over the place. That's fair. Cool. I'm going to give it a 7.5 because I really like a lot of the writing and a lot of the, the dialogue in particular. Um, like even things like Deathstroke at the end, being like, you know, after he's, he says, mm. you know, is this every night? He's like, why do people live here? Um, but the art does drag it down. Yeah, now I'm going to go with Connor here at 7.5. Even might be the, the low point, which is rare. But I, no, I actually yeah. really like the stories, but I like both. Uh, Batman playing the crossword, you know, city game. I enjoyed uh, the ending, and I really enjoyed like Harley and Catwoman's banter when they're realizing who Punchline is, and Harley's question, and then Selena has to kind of sort of Harley. I think that's his new girlfriend. <laughs> I, I, I'm still confused by that that final panel on that page where Harley's saying "who boy." Um, Selena's kind of winking, but like the mm. face doesn't match up with a like a cheeky wink expression, and I don't I, understand what it's supposed I, to be. Again, I genuinely don't. They are dragging. Although I actually think they are on Harley herself in that panel's fine. But yeah, Selena's oh, yeah. wonky. The shit there. Uh, but I, I love her. Just like it's not a jealousy thing. It's like a oh boy. You're <laughs> in for it. You have no idea what you just stepped in. Yeah. So no, that's uh, point five for me. Justice League forty six. Robert Venditti writing uh, with both Sir Manico and Robson Roca on the art. Uh, so. A uh, bit of a mix here. Although they are, I mean, obviously I like Roka, uh, Roka quite a bit. Zermanico is obviously even better. Uh, yep. So they are as, as really good overall. Um, so that's, that's, that's point number one. Uh, the Justice League are on Themyscira, of course. The the Amazons are a little bit pissed that Diana dared to to yep. bring all these gentlemen with her. Uh, they're very upset. Eventually the Spectre's Wrath, though, uh, hits them. And we get, and this is essentially what this 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 arc has been for me. And I'm not even really complaining because once the fighting started, these spreads and pages of the fighting with the Amazons and the Justice League mm -hmm. are pretty gorgeous for the most part. So mostly mm -hmm. the Manico stuff in the fights, I believe. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I was like, you know what? I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying this. It's it's it's, it's complete and utter fluff in terms of a story because it's just lots of fighting but it's very pretty fighting and this, I'm kind of enjoying it this issue is so frustrating for me because I get into it and every time I'm just into it like the fight is it's great mm -hmm. I'm like oh this is some good stuff like it's like Diana uh, calling oh this is what the Amazon's going to do this is their plan yeah that was, so, that was and, fun and, yeah. Uh, directing the team great stuff and every time I'm just into it 
I turn the page and I get to the next panel and I just read, the Spectre is right, and I'm like, oh, for God's yeah. sake, not this shit again. Uh, I mean, because yep. that full page spread of uh, her shouting Justice League Advance with them all kind of, you know, that really good stuff. Because that, that's right at the end of her calling all the Amazon moves. Because like, she's like, oh, they're going to fire spears here, so, you know, Flash, take care of them. Batman, they're about to do this, so you take care of that. Uh, you know, it's, it's it's really smart that she knows all their tactics, so she's kind of, like, directing everyone. Uh, that's really good. Uh, once they realize that, you know, they're never really going to be able to... They get away, but they realize, wait, if we leave them on their own, they're just going to start killing each other, because that's what this this does. So John stays behind and makes a Green Lantern core with his ring to, to sort of try and keep them all apart and stop them from killing each other. This uh, was just to give the artist an excuse to draw some of his favorite lanterns. Yeah, I will say notable exception here of uh, Jess and Baz in this roster. Yeah, well, they weren't in his Hallam Pal runs that often. So, yeah, this is a lot of his Hallam Pals. Line. I mean, like, Space, Space Apes there. right there. Yeah, like, um, there's a last of Jessica Cruz, uh, and I, I find that quite frankly insulting. So, uh, <laughs> but anyway, the rest of the league go to where this gate is to this uh, this land and uh, Tartarus, Tart- Tartarus, yes. Uh, and Wonder Woman ends up getting angry and lifting the boulder, and everyone else is trying. I, I, I do, I do question here why Batman's also shoving this boulder along with Superman and Aquaman. I'm like, Batman, like your strength Team is. Spirit. He's, he's helping. Oh, Mike, Mike. Yeah, he's... Like, but Batman's strength here in comparison to those is so minuscule that he's he's but... having no effect. <laughs> say, uh, he's helping. Like a like a younger sibling that wants to help. <laughs> you're just like, all right, let him pretend they're helping. You know. Yeah, but one like, no, good, F this boulder. And she throws it away. Yeah. Uh uh, the, here, my Justice League to the the best glory holes in all the land. Do you know what? I just I cracked that joke, and as as I say, I realize that when this is cut up on YouTube in individual parts, there will be no context for that joke whatsoever. No, that's okay though. Uh, they went right into the glory hole. Go go listen to the, the the full or watch the full version or listen to the full version. The intro had a lot of glory hole talk for reasons. I won't get into it. Just there was set up for it though. There was set up. <laughs> so much glory holes this week. <laughs> so many uh fully endorsed by uh, the state of new york uh so <laughs> um yeah so they find uh a cargan and uh they they the you know it's like hey we have to you know, put the specter back in his bottle all the rest of it uh but the big twist twist here is that uh tartarus the, the as he calls himself the the, the original god uh, the yeah, first god that checks out with mythology as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tartarus was one of you know was the first. That's why he was made the prison weirdly. Yeah. Um, so he he wants to get out, and you know now that the doors open because they just have come wandering in. Uh, he can get out. I mean, there's not much of a reason why he couldn't get out when Corrigan first came himself, but you know maybe they'll address that uh, because they they resealed it after Corrigan. Mm. Like they threw Corrigan in and put the boulder back in front. The boulder is open. Sure. Yeah. Whereas Wonder Woman just. <laughs> lobbed it threw it aside and yeah didn't really didn't she, she yeeted it into the stratosphere uh, yeah so no I mean I'm having fun it's, it's, in terms of the rompiness of it because the art's so fun and good and big and all these big splash pages and action sequences that part I'm enjoying you know it's, it's kind of a a nothing story ultimately but I'm enjoying That's reading fine. it yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to the next issue because there shouldn't be any more the spectre is right because mm-hmm. every time I saw that and it, it, would, it would go like three, four pages, and then just bring it back up again, I'd be like, oh, it just reminded me of all the stuff I hated of that in the last Yeah, issue. I feel like it's not actually that bad in this issue, it's just because you're remembering the, la- the re- repetition of last issue. Yeah, yeah, it's only like, 
two or three times in this issue, but it's just when I'm like, I'm getting into the beats. I'm like, oh, I'm feeling this now. And then it does that and it completely breaks the momentum for me because it's got this connotations of, of the previous issue. How are you feeling about this one, Matt? No, it's fine. It feels like a middle of an arc, though. Like, it's fine. Um, it just kind of goes through its paces to get through the story. There's no... Outside of the Green Lantern moment, I didn't have a wow, this is cool. Mm-hmm. Like I had on, on other Venditti stuff. It's, I mean, it's, so. enjo- it's enjoyable schlock is pretty yeah. much what I would sum up as. Yeah, yeah I think um, Wonder Woman directing the team is the highlight of the issue for me. Mm-hmm. Might even be the highlight of the arc so far, to be honest, I think. Mm-hmm. It was a really fun mechanical... Sort of, you know, baked into the characters, like... Yeah, it's yeah. it's still really fun, and that's that's I think my favorite thing with Venditti yeah. Justice League is that it's still fun. Like when Sodom Yacht showed up, like that's cool. That's a I, nice I, fun little callback. You know, I I think the story concept was definitely better in the first start with the Daxamites, but I think I'm enjoying this one more because mm-hmm. it's less clunky. It's just mm-hmm. kind of yeah, it's very aware that it's not doing anything serious. It's just yeah. kind of having a bit of fun. Yeah, we give it a map. I'm gonna give this a seven point five. Connor. Uh. 6.5 from me. Um, enjoyable, but, uh, you know, the flow is, is not quite there for me entirely. I'm going to get rid of the decimal points and just go with a nice solid straight 7. Mm. So there we go. Just League 40-something. Uh, <laughs> there you go. The Flash, 755, Joshua Williamson rating with Rafa Sandoval on the art. So... Uh, at the end of this arc, so this is the end of the, the penultimate arc, I suppose, to, to put it in context mm-hmm. of where we're going next. Um, so I'm going to say something right here before we get into the details here. There's a page towards the end of this issue that I actually love. Is oh, it- yeah, me too. I wonder if it's the same thing. It, pro- it, it may be, because... It- so basically, this issue is we have, you know, the multiverse has been erased because of Paradox. Uh, Flash, yeah. Godspeed, and Reverse Flash all have to work together. Uh, Flash even has to kind of trust Reverse Flash because he's like, okay, the plan is is go back in time and stop Paradox from becoming Paradox, but not by killing him, by Don't saving him. Don't kill him. Yeah, yeah. By, by I stop- know that's your thing, Son. <laughs> Do not kill him or you'll doom us all. In- there's, there's, yeah. there's flaws in this storytelling here because, you know, Reverse Flash has the moment where he goes to vibrate his hand. and it's, 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 I mean, I don't know if the TV show took this from a specific comic in the past, but it felt mm-hmm. very TV show-esque the way he was vibrating his hand. No, it, oh, I think that's how he killed Iris, and that's what led to okay, all right. Barry killing him. You're right. Yeah. And just, the, TV show, like, the TV show yeah. basically had him like, threaten to do it like every other week yeah, for a while. Yeah, so. seen, seen Evil Wells yeah. hold up his hand like that. You know, yeah. So, so he goes to do it in the past, and but and there's actually some really so there's a lot of wonky storytelling here where it never really justifies why Thawne doesn't just kill him anyway. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. beyond just other plans, it also doesn't. I mean, it does like one a couple of lines that, that that kind of try to explain why when Paradox went into the past and killed like Barry a ton of times, it created paradoxes. But when Thawne's going to do it, it's going to reset the the whole timeline. Uh, rather so, than create a paradox. So my, my take on that is that, that paradox doesn't actually know a, about time travel and that paradox's whole thing is to create paradoxes so he can do it as messy as he wants. He's gaining power from that. Whereas mm. Thawne is much more of a scientist because that's why they sent him to do this because both Godspeed and Barry are real messy and it's just going to create more paradoxes. And yeah, that's, that's, that's the explanation. That's my take. Yeah, that's the explanation, and it's it just feels a bit like sort of vague to me. It's like, oh, like he knows how to manipulate time, so he he can do it. I don't know. It, it felt a little bit, just a little bit clunky. 
and, and, the, and its reasoning. I didn't, see, I, I didn't feel that. I felt it very in line with what Williamson's been telling us about Barry and yeah. his time travel shenanigans. So, I mean, I mean at least since Flashpoint. So Flash yeah. and uh, and Godspeed are basically ducking and diving in the Paradox mm-hmm. sort of land against the big version of Paradox. But he fades away when, when Reverse Flash saves, you know, human pa- Paradox. Yep. He fades away. Uh, they're running to try and get out of this land as, as it's disappearing. And like, we, we can't go fast enough without the treadmill. But then Thorn shows up and it's like all three of us with my negative force, where right. we, can, we can get out of here. So he's even there to kind of help. He gives them like a drift out almost, yeah. you know, like a pull. And you're like, oh man, Thon, like, and it just, it goes into his character of, he did start wanting to be a mm-hmm. hero with the Flash. He wanted to be better than the Flash. And it's, it's playing with all this stuff, you know, but they come uh, back to present day, Barry sees Iris and hugs her, and that's a long story. Uh, so up until this point in the issue, it's not been terrible. There's some monkey elements to it, whatever. And they're kind of playing with the idea that Reverse Flash has some good in him. Okay. And the, yeah. bottom, at the bottom of this page... Uh, August sort of turns to him and says, hey, you're from the future. Do you happen to know who killed my brother? Because that was August's thing right from the start was that, that his was... brother was killed and he right. wanted to find out who it was. And the next page is a full page spread. Probably the best page in The Flash in years. Mm-hmm. Reverse Flash says, oh, that was me. I did that. And then just snaps August's neck there and kills Boom. him. So I let out an actual holy shit as I was reading this on, I think, Wednesday. Yeah. I, yeah, this is fun. I I can't believe Williamson had this in the tank. He just nope. like everything August was building up to. Not oh yeah, I did that snap. Dead. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> he he developed August and has had him. He was the the initial villain, and then he ran through and he's like, oh no, he's more flawed. He's like an antihero. He wants to make up for what he did. And you're like, oh, he's another worthy addition to the Flash family. This is and he goes, gotcha. Yeah, that, and, and Joe, zooms. Zoom's gonna zoom. That, that's just it. What, right? this, what, the, what makes this work, though, is that... Because if this was some other random character who'd just shown up and did this, mm-hmm. it would feel really kind of weird and out of left field. But yeah. Thon just going like, nonchalantly, like, oh, yeah, that was me. I killed your brother. And then just kills August there and then. Yeah. It feels so deliciously evil. And, like, yep. no, and like this issue may, maybe made you think, like, well, maybe he's got a bit of good in him. He's turning over a new leaf, maybe. Uh-huh. Maybe he's, he's, you know, he's thinking of being better. He did the right thing earlier. And he does something just so suddenly drastically evil and vicious. It's like, holy crap. I am actually bizarrely kind of excited for Flash versus Thawne in this last arc, just because of this. Me too. I was telling Connor earlier in the week, because he was asking, I forget how we got talking about Flash. And and oh, I think I, I went on I, Twitter. I think I was asking you... Oh, yeah, yeah, it was on Twitter. Yeah. And I, I, I was like... I, I was like, ah, oh, well... It's, yeah, it's not going to make me read however many issues I missed. And you were like, I'll, I'll DM I'll spoil you. It for you. Right. So, and I did, and I told him as this was going on and it's just like what you said, Pete, like it's, it made me excited to see where this is going to go. And I'm glad that I jumped back on because had, had I not, and you would have been saying this, mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, I got to get caught up now because yeah. just the way that it was handled, it is almost a, if this is wrestling, this is Sean in the barbershop. Mm-hmm. Right. Where you're like, okay, I know Shawn Michaels can be a little shit, but you know maybe there's something in there with him. And then no, he kicks his partner through the window and he, he goes off on his own. No, Joe, it's not. It started with just tangentially bringing me into the conversation by bringing yeah. me up, yeah. and then throwing straight into wrestling. Uh, and I'm like, actually, I'm to go lost. with a, uh, maybe a better wrestling analogy here. Oh, uh, that's much better. 
it was me austin it was me all along austin (laughs) but just the way that that williamson handled it and i just again i wish this wasn't double shipping and he could get rid of a lot of the fluff because i feel that's a lot of my problem with his is He's just writing to fill issues, the, and there's there, certain beats he wanted to get through yeah. to get to this point, because ultimately it's going to come down to Barry versus Thon. Don't get me wrong, I do think there's some conceptual issue or problems with, you know, year one, some of the stuff mm-hmm. with Paradox conceptually just isn't all that great. But, like, this this moment convinced me that, okay, he still has some good flash left in him, and it's just mm-hmm. one final story, so if he can go out and... Cause, you know, I, I, there was some obviously dips here or there, but it was really solid for the first like 50, 60 issues. Actually, yeah, Flash War. Yeah, and then it so kind good. of started to kind of stagnate a little bit, and then these last year or so, it's kind of been rough. And I, I really like, I actually because he's got an ending now, because he's actually wrapping things up, he doesn't have to stall. He can just do his final four or right. five issue story that's going to and blow we, up. We still have that that thing of who Zoom was working for. That still hasn't been revealed. Yeah, uh, and the Person final page, the by the way. So, so after this this moment, Barry obously rushes in because he sees what happens. Thon punches him, you know, a million times at super speed, leaves him sort yeah. of bloody and beaten, That's and Irish's arms. And the last page is Thon speeding off, and he says, "You know what? It's time for me to get my family of my own, a reverse Flash family." And then that's the. It's like these last like three pages are perfect. Right, and as <laughs> and as a longtime Flash fan, this means. This could mean, mean inertia, right? We haven't seen in since Rogue's Revenge. Which, by the way, the next time on at the bottom is a wonderful yeah. pun. It says, the rise of the Legion of Zoom. <laughs> right. Which is, which is pretty good. Oh, and who else, who else can this be, though? Who else are some of these darker speedsters that are going to join up with I mean, them? What's all I'm up, up to right now? What's all I'm doing? I, I don't, last, I think I remember the last thing was, is he was... He was working for who I thought was Superboy Prime, mm. but I don't think it is because it looks like Superboy Prime is if, is going to be dealing with metal. I think he shows up in Speed Metal. If uh, if Daddy so, was still here, if Daddy was still here, Wally. Wally would be the Reverse yeah. Flash team e- easily. Um, but luckily we're but whoever, that. whoever it is, I'm I'm there. The Flash being a family is one of the things that I love so much so, about this this section of. Don't of get DCU. me wrong. The quality of this final story could just be as weak or whatever as a lot of what we've had in the last year and a half. Right, but we're going into it but, with high, yeah. high bar. The last three or four pages of this issue are basically perfect, like, reverse Flash material, and I'm yeah. you know, I'm excited to at least see if we can wrap it up in the final. It's only like a four-issue arc as well, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe a, little, a little bit more than that, but uh, well, it has to be a little bit more than that because it's ending in September, so hold on. September... August, July, seven. So seven issues left. Seven, eight, yeah. Seven well, issues. Well, yeah, because he's not doing the annual because that's Tom Taylor, right? So that's not yeah. going to be part of it this time. No, he um, is writing the annual. It's still he him. Is? Yeah. That's it's true. Suicide Squad stuff, and they're in it. But I'm pretty sure Williamson's still the writer on it. Oh shoot! I thought. That yeah, was I was reading that either way. So. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm going to read it, but I mean, it, it definitely. Yeah. So hey, you know what? Uh, and the art on that page, you know, the big, the big page, the next snapping page is really good as well. Yes, it is. Uh, so, no. Uh, so, despite the fact that the first two thirds of the issue are still just kind of yeah, they're not not bad version of what we've had recently. Uh, mm-hmm. That last little chunk is something special. So, hopefully, hopefully, at least more good stuff. Uh, Matt, what are you giving this issue? I'm gonna give this an eight point five. I really liked it. 
this is conflicting because like i say the first two thirds i don't necessarily think are anything particularly that above and beyond what we've had recently it's not, it's not bad but it's not great and then the ending is this so i'm going to give it an eight basically elevated like i would say the last three pages elevates or last four pages elevates us like a whole two points that, that's kind of yeah, how well, good that last few pages are also we're done with paradox and that's stupid yeah, that's, design, also, that's and also good yes redundant character i just don't need gone mm-hmm. no i i concur i concur uh so there you go that is the the flash uh legion of superheroes issue six brian michael bendis writing with ryan sook on art so you got your issues before the, the speculators got in there Oh, is this yeah. another one that they've been... Yeah, because of the, because because of the, uh, the gold, gold lantern. lantern. Yeah. Could end up being nothing, but my shop didn't get theirs from Diamond, so I didn't get it, even though it's on my pole. Hopefully I get one Oof. and I'll track it down. Or it's going to be another Hell of Risen issue 3. <laughs> yeah, let's hope not, because it's Legion, and I've had that on my... It's not like Hell of Risen where I didn't have it on my pole. I was just grabbing it when I would go into the shop. Mm. This I've had since they announced it. I was like, make sure I am on there. Like, no. Uh, yeah. Of all the books that I was worried about coming back to after months away, this was the one this that one. I was the most concerned about. <laughs> yep, yep. Lots and lots of characters to remember. Lots of characters well, had, like, just even the name of the villain group, for example. Uh, yeah, like until they, until they said it later on, I was like, I, 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 can, I can't tell you who the villains are right now. <laughs> I have no idea. Can you tell me I, what they are right now? Well, no, because I'm bad at remembering names, but I'll know it when we get to the page. I just said it. I didn't hear you because we both spoke at the same time. It's the Horaz. Thank you, Horaz. And, and you General Nah. Yes. Uh, I, I don't blame you not remembering that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, basically they're evacuating New Earth because the the Horaz have just showed up and they're causing chaos. They're after Aquaman's mm-hmm. trident, and uh, basically this is an issue where everyone's just kind of trying to solve this. This this you know the people are evacuating yep. in the streets. Superboy and Saturn Girl are flying into space to take on the ships. Some others are already up there. Art's really good. Sook's, obviously, his art's, mm-hmm. you know, wonderful. Um, uh, Gold Lantern shows up, kind of as, as a new character here. Uh, I, a lot of, and this actually was a lot quicker to read than I thought it was, and it's mainly because there's a big bulk in the middle of the issue, which is two-page spreads that are mostly just action. Some of them have no dialogue mm-hmm. whatsoever. In fact, I especially, so there's one where it's like several characters being knocked back from the army, and it's kind of like chaos. But then the page after that, it's basically your Legion Trinity of uh, Saturn Girl, Lightning Lad, and Cosmic Boy. Uh, and basically, there's, I mean, there's a little bit of Superboy sort of inserted in boxes, but it's this big yep. sort of spread just showing all three of those in action. So a really beautiful issue. Even the page after that's a two-page layout. There's like there's like five two-page layouts in a row. It's actually kind of insane. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I have to admit, though, I, I have forgotten some things. Like, I don't remember... Like, remember how... Uh, uh, brand like had the, the the legion either arrested or they were being told mm-hmm. to stand down and then right. things broke out like i don't remember the exact context of that and so so when brand is like sort of like congratulating them and saying the legion saved yeah. the earth here at the end right. i was i was like wait was she like, not against them last time I, I i was i was a little struggling to remember yeah, the exact I'm, context I'm of with that. You on that one because i thought the same thing yeah but it, it could be part of the character development too yeah um, don't forget that brand's a shapeshifter um she's Durlin. Uh, are they I, I don't Durlin? Know what i missed but when i came back i think i heard pete say save the save the the earth save mm-hmm. save the legion was it no, so, so, no it? Save the, 
I was I was oh. just saying that the Legion saved the new Earth. That's all. That was it. Uh, it was just the, the the way you phrased something. It sounded like um, it reminded me of Heroes, and I was like, Save the girl, save the world. Save yeah, the cheerleader, yeah. save the world. Come on, yeah, man. yeah, that's it. And I was like. Why did I whatever whatever's going on in this book? Why did that just remind me of that, that show? Yeah, that was not what I was. That, that was not the point I was getting across. I could guarantee you we, that. We all agree that Heroes only has one season, correct? Yeah, and even that's only like only half of that's really good. There's yeah, like, I, I, well, the first half of it was enjoyable, and then there was that one great episode in the second half, Company Man, yeah. and then the ending was kind of a flop. I, I, I like the first season a lot, and I I think the fourth season is quite good. Two and three are Which? terrible. I have to admit, Wait, though... Which one's the fourth season? The last one. No, I know that, but it's, what uh, I, think, I think they did the, the carnival stuff. Okay. Was in there. I started, I wasn't in on the carnival. Yeah, I, uh, I feel, though, if I tried to rewatch season one of Heroes, I'd probably not like it now. I think I, think I would see oh, through the cracks. Again, why I haven't gone back to Smallville, because I'm afraid. <laughs> don't, oh, you, don't you would definitely hate it if you go back and yeah, watch yeah, that. Yeah, now. Don't do it. Granted, granted I'm, I'm a guy that enjoys Riverdale, so I'll, I'll deal with Cheesy. That, that's fine. And Campy. Smallville's uh, worse than Riverdale. Small, yeah, Smallville's worse than Riverdale. Small, um, small, there's something about Smallville. Every time Lana and Clark are on screen, you're like, neither of these two can act. Why? Why? Why did they, why did they think they'd have chemistry? Yeah. And, and, and like, and I'm on the record as, as Smallville being my, my gateway into comics. Yeah. And, and I and I would say, don't, don't go back. Don't, don't like, do it. Anyways, uh, Legion. Yes. Um, so yeah, uh, no, I'm with you on that one. Um, is it? Uh, remind me again. The, the 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 guy here that's arguing with Brian. That's uh, one of the fathers of. That, that's yeah. That's Ultra Boy's. Ultra dad. Boy. I, I can remember. I can remember which Legion yeah. member it was. It was his son. But that, yeah. that's Joe Nas' dad. He's the General Nah of of that planet of Rimbor. Um, I did. I did like seeing Monel basically just mm. do the cocky Superboy thing. Yeah. So where he's like, don't don't tell me what to do, and that accent ends up with leading what looks like the Return of Earth's Oceans. Cause that was that was my thing with the I know that Bendis was trying to do the ravaged Earth mm. type thing in in this century with the Legion, but I do like that now it's starting to resemble. Yeah, that's the big thing that. is that basically like when they unleash the power of the Trident, it actually brings an ocean. And what like we see here that. at the end is that there's kind of an ocean forming around and under some of the the, the pods. Because yeah. you know, New Earth, if you if, you know, if people haven't looked at the art in the comic or whatever, it's kind of like astrodomes that are kind of on like like beams coming from a center so right. it's kind of all these like different little pods uh so now right. there's like water forming around them so and maybe at some point there'll be an atmosphere and they can take the pods down i don't know but right right yeah. right and that's what it looks like so i thought that was really cool nice little nice little piece um and the gold lantern showing up i mean i have no idea what the gold core is going to do but i'll never not love the image of a legion ring with a green lantern ring that, that's, that's such a cool this reminds, lantern ring i mean i stopped watching around this time but this reminds me of so much in power rangers zero when the yeah. gold ranger started popping ranger. up it was like wow it's a gold yeah. ranger there. <laughs> that's good yeah zero was weird man they had shapes and mm-hmm. crystals and it was just it got sideways yeah, that was the quick. last one i watched I don't, I don't think i watched all of it but that was the last one i watched I, I watched as a kid i came back shockingly for dino thunder when i was in high school <laughs> and that was that's my, it I mean, as much as you can't beat the original team tune, the Zio one was quite catchy. Stronger yeah. than before, Zio, Zio, faster than the car. Was that wait, Yeah. Was that before or after Turbo? Before that, because that was that was still mostly okay. the same cast of the the originals. Because gotcha. I, I I did when I saw Turbo in theaters. I do remember. I got that. as far up as the Turbo movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was just kind of grown out of it, and then you know the, the changes were starting to happen, so it just kind of yeah. became this thing. Uh, but anyway, yeah. so so it ends with uh, no, yeah. uh, w- it is a cool visual. I don't know why the speculators are going nuts over Gold Lantern. 
Um, it, yeah, it doesn't seem like a big deal. It's not like because punchline no. you can kind of see punchline I, being this like mainstay for a while, whereas gold yeah. black feels kind of minor. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Um, and maybe I'll be wrong. So, maybe maybe gold black will end up sure. Hey, there could be a gold Latin series in a year's time for all I know. I don't know, but yeah, but I just still it, it's very weird. I, I remember there being a in in John's action run there was a hint of kind of like triplicate girl where mm. she could access. The different emotions, but only I think red, blue, and green. And there was a mystery to that that John's set up that never paid off. Um, so maybe maybe Gold Lantern will be kind of along that lines. Like, why is this the only Lantern core still around? Um, I, I hope they call her RGB. I hope that's something. Yeah. I think that's what it was. I think mm. it was RGB girl or something. I can't remember. <laughs> RGB girl. Um, yeah, it was something along those lines. I'll have to. I need to reread that. I can't, I can't wait for HD, HDMI lad uh, in the next yeah. run. Yeah, don't, don't. There's our, I mean, there is Matter Eater lad. I can't wait till we get to Matter Eater lad from Planet Bismuth. Like, one of my favorite Legionnaires. Um, yeah. But, uh, so, but yeah, so. Uh, so yeah, uh, Rimbor's basically rescinded pissed. their membership uh, because yeah. of everything and said that they're not friends. The future is war, as he says, as he's walking yeah. out at the end. And, and I'm wondering if the Fatal Five, which is, you know, one of the big Legion supervillain groups, three at Validus and the Persuader, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones that, that come to mind. But I wonder if that's where they're going to pop in, is mm. is because of, of Rimbor leaving. And this is going to be, like, the Fatal Five is kind of their response to the Legion um, or whatever. But no, I think Bendis is playing with the mythology just enough that it still feels like Legion without, you know, like without taking away from the other versions that have come before. Like, this is distinctly, like, the fourth boot, yeah. or whatever we're going to call it. The fifth, fifth reboot is definitely all of his. So, uh, and it works, and it's it's good. Like you said, the art is, is you know... Yeah, especially really since it's shine in this issue, because it's all these big yeah. spreads and action beats and... Yep. Yeah. Uh, still a lot of characters been thrown around a lot though I feel like we still have to have some quiet issues just focusing on one or two characters per issue just to really <laughs> really give them the chance to breathe and and get to know some of them a bit better but uh, hopefully that's still to come and I don't know if the issues where it's like every page is a different Legionnaire is kind of like I don't know if I'm I'm not thrilled by I'm, that idea but we'll see I'm here for that yes. it sounds incredibly gimmicky yes it does yeah. uh, a gimmick that I don't think I'm going to be in love with but yeah. hey uh, yes. Hey, hey, what drink is this for Connor? This is at least number uh, four. No, I, I can tell you because I had, I've had a, I've had a going backwards, Talisker, famous grouse, and then before that I started on something else. So this is this is oh, I started on Dalmor. So this is four. I just don't there remember what I poured. You went. I, I picked a bottle from behind me, and I don't remember what it is. Pete, you win. I'm just want to say it. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I said I would probably have four. That's not a dozen. Yeah, I'm not done yet. There's <laughs> time for more. Screw you both. Uh, all right, Matt, what are you giving uh, Legion 6? I'm going to give this a, an 8, uh, mostly for the art, because like, the story, I don't want to fault it because it's not Bendis' fault. There's a big break in between. I'm sure if this was out on a monthly basis, it wouldn't have been. But that art really is... Yeah, really good. I'm gonna go a little bit lower. I'm gonna go with a seven. I, I think the art is really good. The art is wonderful, and I think it does a good job of showcasing some big moments. I like the idea of Aquaman's trident being this mythical thing that then brings oceans back to the world. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, 
but you know, it's still a lot going on. I still need to sort of hone in some of these characters and uh, and and so on. So you know, uh, not as like an astounding success, but still, I mean, I'll give it this. Like, despite the fact that every every single issue of Legion so far, I go into it thinking it's going to be intimidating, and sometimes the first couple of pages feel like they're going to be. And then Ben has always kind of managed to make it an enjoyable enough issue by the end, where I feel like I've gotten enough of a story that I've understood mm-hmm. that I'm not feeling, you know, alienated by. So, uh, you know, uh, there you go. Uh, it's Legion Superiors of Shadex. Uh, Lois Lane, number 11, Greg Rucker writing with Mike Perkins on the art. This is, what, Connor's second book of the week? <laughs> third. Oh, third, sorry. <laughs> Three whole books. There you go. Uh... uh... Rucka's gonna do what Rucka's gonna do, and Loki. This feels like a sequel to all of his works at DC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. See, I, I feel like I missed a lot in this issue by not having read yeah, of his previous stuff. I, I yeah, don't, I don't know who this character that uh, Kiss of Death turns out to be is, but from context, it still had enough weight from context where because everything with Lois saying put on the mask so she sees who you are put, you know mm-hmm. put on the mask you know as because as, Renee gets shot at the end of the last issue she's dying there and Midnight's kind of fighting off kiss of death like one on one and Lois is on the phone and she's like panicking because she's you know, she blames herself for getting Renee shot she's like no put on the mask and Renee's like oh what the hell why not I'm dying yeah. <laughs> I'll put on the mask and it's basically this thing that triggers the memories in kiss of death so that kiss of death wants to help and ultimately uses her life energy to like sort of bring Renee back or, or stop her from dying, which actually cures her and gives her or or I mean she already has memories, but kind of like cures her from the, the skin. Yeah, the skin thing that she had. <laughs> she's uh, not just a skeleton anymore. Yeah. So she's back. So we actually end this with like almost like a I mean, this is actually kind of turned into like the best Birds of Prey book that we that we've had in a while because it kinda right? it feels like a Birds of Prey team at the end almost. Yeah. So this like this started with Rucka using Lois to take a stand on journalism, mm-hmm. and now it's become a treaty or a treatise on the multiverse and its current state in the DCU. Um, so, I'm assuming, Matt, you know who this uh, Sanchez is better than me and Pete. No, so <laughs> I do. Oh. oh, okay. I am familiar with the religion of crime. So as soon as they said she's a nun in the religion of crime, that was something that. I remember reading it, it ran through his Batwoman run um, with with Kate Kane mm. uh, and Alice, her sister, and then it, it was in uh, Final Crisis Revelations where you had the Mark of Cain and it taking over Vandal Savage, and there was this whole thing with the Spectre. Uh, but I remember that being a, a big thing through Rucka's run. Yeah. So I'm. I, I don't know about people. For me, a lot of Rucka's. DC classic DC stuff mm-hmm. is kind of a blind spot for me. No, I, I'm familiar with a lot of the overall beats, but I haven't necessarily read much of it. Yeah, it kind of is for me too. It's obviously something I want to go back and read. So much of it feels like ingrained in the time, though, that I kind of want to do it while I'm reading other stuff around it as well to sort of fit it into yeah. the, the puzzle. It, it feel, it, all that stuff from like, you know, kind of Infinite Crisis onwards. Yeah. It kind of feels in that period where it, you kind of yeah. need to be really yeah. fully invested in like, everything. So- don't get me wrong. One day on previously, we'll we'll try to give like two slots to just this is the the Infinite Crisis era of books, and we'll we'll you know plow through that, that a lot of the fun, yeah. related material. But so I just found something that I have not read that somehow missed me in the Fifty Two Aftermath, <gasps> um, which was the Crime Bible Five Lessons of Blood, which was by Rucka. Maybe that's where this character comes from. I did not realize uh, Matt was such a fake DC fan. That's just shocking to me. A uh, big fake. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm just. I feel bad because Matt, being our resident 
continuity wonk. Yeah. I assumed he knew who this character was, and I kind of no. just put that out like, oh, I'm sure Matt knows. Yeah, it, was, like, no, it wasn't no. like the sister where I could, you know, quick Google and, and you know, sister was sure. at mercy. At mercy here's, but... a, here's, here's a point I want to make about this, though, is that I feel like this this issue to me proves, given the fact that not, none of us, not one of us, knew exactly who this character is, but as soon as Lois said put on the mask, I got why she was doing it. I got that she was trying to mm-hmm. get her to remember Renee from this previous timeline. And I think this proves to me that even when you don't know the, the history that, that a comic is pulling from, or any story for that matter, if the story is well told enough, the context alone is enough to give it meaning in the moment. Even yep. if it's, it may not be as strong as someone who actually read that old stuff, for, but it still worked. I don't think this didn't work for any of us. No, I agree. I think it's very clear immediately that this, of, of what it's doing, I think the story has established what it was doing well enough that I understood immediately, okay, this is what we're doing. Yeah. I feel the actual character's return didn't mm. have the weight that it should have done because I haven't read that. And I did feel myself kind of aware that I wasn't getting the full weight, uh, the full impact. Um, but it was still very well told enough that I understood what was going on. I just didn't get all of the emotion that I feel like I should have done. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, I got to go find this book because that's, mm-hmm. that's where that came from. Because it's about the faceless one, so that that was all there. There you go. Um, uh, so yeah, when, once I had seen that there was the religion of crime stuff, I started to make the the gaps of it, and that clearly they know each other from a multiverse thing, which we already got with Jessica Midnight, right? Yeah, it was, it was all somehow this... she was also a witch, but she was also part of Checkmate, and so now Renee was a you know. Has she always been the question here? It's it's more pre-Flashpoint stuff kind of like coming back. And it does beg, through. it begs this question of how many characters could be triggered? Like, could their memories trigger if shown the right thing? And, um, and, and knowing how closely Rucka and Bendis, right? I'm wondering if this is going to bleed into Young Justice mm. with with them. With, that makes with some how sense. No one, no one remembers Connor or, or Bart and Cassie. And how well, I mean, it literally just happened in action comics with Connor and the, the Kents. That's right. Yeah. But I was gonna say, but but then we also have how how do spoiler and and Drake fit into this? So right. So just on a on this particular character, I just googled yeah. you know mm-hmm. the, the name Alicia Sanchez. Right. So she's a a real comedian who looks okay. nothing like this character, which is is a different thing. But basically, the comedian uh, actually wrote to Greg Rucker. Oh, you know, was uh, new Greg Rucker and, oh. and spoke, and Greg Rucker wrote them into an issue of uh, DC's Crime Bible, in which they are a sex worker that falls in love with Renee. Boom! God damn, uh, Rucker. So that's where this character comes from. Uh, Interesting. Do you know what? Now uh, this, you're saying it's, now... it's a very minor beat by the sound. Uh, pretty important yeah. in that issue, yeah. but minor in the context of DC history. Well, because as far as I knew, Renee's most most. I mean, was was she with Maggie? Or is that just Kate? Kate's with Maggie. Yeah. Right? And then, but Kate and Renee. Well, Kate, no, Kate's been with Matoya as well. She's been with her, but I, I assumed right. Matt meant right now. Oh, right now. I don't, well, I don't know about right, right. now. I mean, there was Renee stuff in the Batwoman book where she was like, they were sort of like, you know, they had that kind right. of relationship. They of like, the history, yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. And so, yeah. Um, but yeah, so no, I, I hadn't, I wasn't aware of any of Renee's other I, I, yeah, I just want so. to say there's a couple of nice moments here that I really like. I love the moment where Renee comes out after she's better and she just goes straight up and kisses her. Uh, and then yep. the, the nuns, like, awkwardness, <laughs> like, you know, watching this. Yeah. 
uh, was kind of nice. But yeah, I, I love that that final panel, that you know, the final page as a whole, really. But where it's like Lois like rallying the troops, and it's you've got a nun Jessica Midnight Renee Montoya, who still looks like Michelle Rodriguez, by the way. And right. this, uh, you know, artist formerly known as the Kiss of Death, <laughs> all just lined up, like ready to take on. Um, I don't know. I just I thought this was a. It was kind of. Yeah. I, I felt like this issue kind of like brought a lot of elements together of what they've been doing with like remembering multiverse stuff and mm-hmm. like building yeah. the team and all that. So it, it kind of feels like it's really set up its final issue now, which is cool. Uh, yeah. And and thus far, the only Rucka character that I'm really missing is is, is Sasha Bordeaux. Yeah. See, I mean, so see if Rucka one or two left here, Matt. Yeah. Right, if Rucka is willing to do a sequel to this, whether it's just another Lois Lane book or that it kind of spins out of this into either this right, team question. or question or whatever, yeah. you know, whoever he wants to like focus on as the main character, like if this leads to another Rucka like twelve issue series, I am all for yeah. it. Because his his Wonder Woman, his and and then this. They're both distinct and they're both kind of follow-ups to what he was doing in DC mm-hmm. before he left to go just do, you know, creator own stuff. So I feel like he's getting to scratch that itch because I feel like this is someone that really cares about this section of the DC universe. Like he spent a lot of time building it and then for him just to to walk away from it. Yeah. Uh, because of, you know, whatever happened post-52 and whatever and final crisis yeah and the art's yeah. really good uh, i i you know perkins has been perkins. you know has his moments of like falters but i mean typically uh, is up to a really good par mm-hmm. um you know if we if we essentially if we do get another one of these like an article of issue book whether it's you know again lowest lane two or something else i do kind of like the idea that there's essentially an ongoing rucka book it just keeps changing every 12 issues to like whatever yeah. he wants to write next <laughs> like i'll take I'm, that i'm okay with that i'm definitely okay with that whatever he's passionate just... about yeah, but when once I I saw her start talking about the crime, I went, "Oh man, he's pulling all of his threads together here, mm-hmm. just just with one issue left." And it, it definitely, I'm like, no, "I want more." If I have, I can leave me hanging at twelve. And a broader spectrum, if I if I have a uh, if a not a complaint, but like a fear uh, of of this stuff, and then obviously what's going on in action with you know Connor and the Kents, mm-hmm. is that this is happening earlier than I'd expect. If like Metal's going to fix a lot of things. That we may get all these memories back, and then Metal's going to ruin it by <laughs> taking them all away again. Uh, and see, that's why I feel like it's more like a zero hour where you may touch not, on certain things. You're probably right. And not, you're probably not right, and I hope you're right. But I just there's a slight fear. There's just a little I mean, worry. I think I think it's worth remembering uh, that in a in um in another time in another world, we would be continue. We would have already started the generation one shots by now. Yeah. True. Yeah. So. I don't think necessarily that that, um, that metal is going to undo these things that you're worried about undoing. I think it's more just uh, because it had to course correct and fill in these things that Generations was going to be doing. No, I get, I, like, I get oh, what you're later than expected. I get what you're saying. The stuff that's happening in this in action was maybe stuff that tied in more to what Generations was going to should have in theory been doing right about now already. Anyway, uh, so yeah, that may be that may be true. Uh, also, I, I don't, I, I'm not pointing this out to be mean, but I, I've been generally confused for the past ten minutes. Whether that Connor's got a pimple on the top of his nose, or if there's something on my screen, and oh no, I, I've got uh, like, a <laughs> scratch. It's a cut. It's a yeah. cut. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, oh, so it's on you. Okay. I mean, I, I thought it was because it, it was moving with you, but like there was a while you were staying still enough. I'm like, is yeah, that on yeah, my screen? Cut right there, and it's really irritating. It's been there for about. I'm surprised it's been there for about two, three weeks because I keep forgetting it's there and just scratching it and ripping it open again every like, every two <laughs> oh. days, and it's really irritating. Just don't touch your face, especially right now. 
to put, I mean, and, I'm inside for days at a time. It doesn't really touch my face. I'm not worried about spreading anything. It's just me. So I just, I, I don't think about it. Yeah, I go, oh, and it's you know face. how you won't scratch? You know how you won't scratch that if you don't touch your face? But I don't have a, a need to not touch my face for most of the time. Yeah, right? scratching that thing open. Well, yeah, I know, but I, I don't have hey. the self-restraint to be aware of that all the time. All right, let's get to ratings here. Right, let's, let's get, get to ratings. Uh, Matt, what are you giving it? I'm going to use an 8.5. I really enjoyed this. Shocker, yeah, right? yeah, that's, that's fair, Connor. I'm going to give it an 8. I also very much enjoyed it. It's it's excellent. Uh, it's held back by I was aware of the fact that I didn't know entirely mm-hmm. what it was doing, and that kind of took me out of the moment a little bit. Yeah, um, I know I liked it a lot. I love the discussion, so I'm going to say with Matt on this one. I haven't been some, either between you guys or, or in the middle between you, like all, all episode here, but I'll go with 8.5 as well. Uh, really solid stuff. So that's Lois Lane. So finally here, we do, that's the last of the new books, but we do have uh, a Patreon book here every month on patreon.com slash TV. Uh, some of the higher tier patrons uh, get to make me or Connor read a book. So Connor's going to do his, uh, I think, his second one for the month. So you're getting them out early this month. You're like, I'm, I'm getting these out of well, the way. Well, I actually looked ahead at what we've got over the next two weeks, and mm-hmm. they're quite busy. So That's fair. Um, That's fair. I thought, these are the quiet weeks, so I'm going to get them done. Yeah, I did not do that, because reasons. Uh, so Connor's going to talk about Undiscovered Country issue 6. So uh, Severs on hold until presumably Undiscovered Country goes back on a break for some reason. Uh, yeah, which... I think it's interesting, if we hadn't had the break, probably would have been after this issue, because the, mm. the image model as a rule is an arc, and then you have three months off, and in the you know in the second of those three months, the trade releases. Um, mm. But at the end of this issue, uh, there is an advert that says, you know, issue seven in July. Uh, so I'm assuming that's still the case. <laughs> I imagine it probably is. Uh... But presumably it'll go on break at some point or whatever. I'm sure it will, yeah. And Tyler will make you go back to Severed. But at least for now, uh, this is what yeah. you're on, so go I, for I it. I will say I was extremely... Well, first off, a pleasant surprise, given that this still was the, the normal price, I believe. I didn't really pay too much attention on Thomas Lies. Yeah, I just clicked five, but I think it was the normal price. Um, This was like a 40-plus issue. 40-plus uh, page issue. 40-plus 40, 40 issue. An yeah. omnibus? You got an omnibus this week? <laughs> I know, I know. That, that would have been a real surprise, wouldn't it? I know, it was about 40 pages, which is, you know, significant. Um, and the first two pages were just two pages of prose recap, which I was extremely grateful for, given the scenario. Um, and it, I think, you know, we've, we've spoken on this show how about a lot of the books we've been quite fortunate with that they've kind of come back at the start of an arc, and it's been really lucky for them. That it's just felt like this kind of oh, easy to just slip straight back into. Uh, this was issue six of the six issue arc, so not not ideal mm-hmm. uh, for yeah. them. Rough uh, place. Bit unfortunate. Um, obviously not their fault, but what can you do? So yeah, very grateful for the two page recap and very in depth. Uh, but this issue it actually starts with the Colonel, who I remembered once I it, it didn't actually tell me exactly what had gone on with him in the uh, in the recap. It told me they'd been taken prisoner. I was like, oh, sure. Um, but this issue starts with him on top of the wall. And I was like, oh, yeah, the last issue had him climbing up, and it was it was uh, you know, this, this great moment. And it, it's basically him on the top of the wall, uh, you know, having a bit of a fight with the, the overseers, because he's a slave climbing the wall, trying to find the entrance, is what, is what they had him doing. They've, they've chopped off his foot again. Uh, they chopped off his foot, if you didn't remember. Uh, and he has a bit of a you know a fight, uh, gorgeously rendered by uh, Kevin Coley. Um, oh, it's fantastic. Colors are on fire. 
but basically, this, uh, just before you go ahead, if, if, if I remember, I don't remember if I don't remember anything about this, but never mind, a foot was cut off. Only <laughs> talking to you at this point, Pete. I'm, I'm talking to whoever is listening. Okay, the like. audience. Okay, sure. That's, that's why I got up to to use the the bathroom because I do want to read this eventually. Sure. And I don't want I don't want to be spoiled. So now I know a foot gets cut off. So thanks for spoiling, Pete. I'm so yeah. sorry. <laughs> There's a foot cut off. I'm sorry. I've ruined the whole thing. The whole thing rolls around the foot. Yeah. Uh, this. Um. He. So he gets contacted. This is the the colonel who got kidnapped. Uh, he gets contacted by the rest of the crew, who are with uh, you know, who are trying to get to Uncle Sam. They're in the the kind of land bikes, uh, being chased by the fortress that the, that the Destiny Man has. And they're like, look, we need to get to Uncle Sam. Can can you see him from up there? And uh, looks around. And in arrives a wonderful contraption that is made up of two elements. One part of it is a space shuttle, like a really classic style space shuttle. And the other part is a blimp. Like attached together, both flying, this, this kind of crazy thing. And they're kind of like, hey, get in. We'll, we'll, we'll take you where you need to go. Um, but he actually says, no, you guys go and collect you know, the, the rest of the group who aren't with Uncle Sam. Because with Uncle Sam, you've got... Uh, the, the brother and sister, the Greaves, I think they're with them, and maybe one other. But everyone else is running away from the fortress. And he basically says to, to this, uh, this group, hey, you, know, you go get, guys go get them. I'm staying here. I'm going to just try and free as many of these slaves on the wall as I can. Um, that's, that, and that, this is kind of the end of the, his story, uh, it's, at least seemingly for now, is he stays behind while they're, you know, they're going to go through the wall to the next layer. Uh, he stays behind to just uh, help these slaves. And maybe we'll see him again in the future, I don't know. But it feels like an ending for now. Um, it's it's, uh, it's really strong, really really good stuff that we've got in this this opening of the issue is all this. Um, but this is what we, we cut back across, and we have uh, Destiny Man kind of catching up with the others, and uh, Greaves, the, the brother, whose whose first name I'm forgetting, uh, Major Greaves, we'll go with that's his rank. Um, basically talks to Destiny Man is like, hey, you know, we had a deal. You, you got to hold up your end. And he's like, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Here's, you know, your cure for the the sky virus, which is one his sister's infected with, uh, who's here, and two also the the main thing that they came to America looking for is because this is uh, ravaging the world. And he throws it to him, and it's basically like this big mutated snail thing, kind of weird. Uh, and he's like, hey, there's something you should know. Uh, you know, I don't believe in destiny, and yeah. Uh, there was a trap from his previous mission to America that he tried to make before. He he rigged his submarine with explosives in case he got captured. And uh, he he left those explosives there and blows it up while it's on Destiny Man's fortress. So it kind of blows up from the inside and it's pretty uh pretty extreme. But he gets on the uh, the train that, that Uncle Sam had with everyone else now. And they start driving to, towards the wall. Is, is driving the right word for a train? I don't know. It's kind of weird because there's no tracks that they're, they're, they're on. They're kind of just going across the land on this train. Uh, it's a weird visual. But anyway, they just start driving at the wall. Um, and they're at the uh, the Ninth Star, which is the, the New Hampshire Star, because I, I assume they were the Ninth State uh, to join at the Union, I, I guess. A lot of this book is steeped in American history and mythology. And um, I'm not entirely familiar with all of it. Uh, and to be honest, I can't most of it. 
let's be honest. I think, we, I think uh, it's a little bit of our own history, never mean American history. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, and, and I try, I read a lot of history, but how many Americans could tell me the first 10 states to join the, Amer- the Union off the top of their head without just, you know, looking it up? Yeah, Matt. <laughs> huh? You know the first 10 states to join the Union without, off the top of your head? Probably. I'd have to name, I know the first one for sure. Metropolis. It's, no, it's, it's Delaware because they're also known as the first state. Okay. Do you know the ninth state? Because that's the one that's relevant here. I mean, I'm assuming it's the ninth state given the context of the book and it's the ninth star. So, you know, it makes sense. Right. I'm going to guess Vermont. Uh, kind of close, I guess. Uh, yeah. Yeah. New Hampshire? New Hampshire, yeah. Yeah, it was one or the other. Because yeah, I remember I... one of because Vermont was really big. Uh, Wait. Yeah, the Green Mountain. Green Mountain Regiment. Hold on, hold on, hold on. There's a state called New Hampshire? <laughs> yeah. And we, have, we have Rhode Island, we have New Hampshire. <laughs> I, I thought I knew all the states. I could name all 50 states, no problem. I, I, yeah. I thought I did know all the states. New Hampshire's like... Yeah, New Hampshire's right next door to Vermont, and they're both, you know... Well, how do you remember it's Vermont? Vermont shaped like a V. Right, when we look at it, think. But... Kudos, yeah. Matt. My, my point was, I said, I doubt most Americans could tell me that... that yeah, you know, that whole... Bad. I mean, the whole section is known as New England. So they all kind of, you know, blur together. Connecticut, Rhode Island, Maine. I mean, those ones all stick out. But New Hampshire and Vermont. Yeah. Uh, do you know what? Vermont wasn't a... That was pretty close. When you said that, I was like, yeah, I mean... They're right next door to each other, and I confuse them a lot. Yeah. I just know Ben and Jerry's is in Vermont. Mm. So... The, the yeah. key selling point of the, the state. No, so Ben says only one thing that came out of Vermont. What's the damn in I mean, well, oh yeah, it's Super Troopers. That takes place, I believe, in Vermont. Uh, the Green Mountain. Look, the Green Mountain Regiment uh, during the, the Revolutionary War. It makes sense that all the all the little states that are next to each other in that little little clump are the ones that are hard to yeah you know, remember. All right, it's just. But yeah, no. Uh, well, well done, Matt. You know, you, you, you did better than expected. I, I I suspect you did better than a lot of Americans would have there. Well, uh, here's here's what you're gonna, here's what I'm learning is a lot of Americans don't actually know history because they don't a they don't care to and b they're not taught it. I, I would go out say, on the limb. I would say most people don't know history to be quite honest wow. with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I say I'm amazingly familiar with all of American history, but the context of this book and the themes that it's playing with, it's kind of important. And it, it's clear that that uh, Sol and Snyder do care about American history. They they do. Uh, because, uh, you know, I mentioned, I think it was in the last issue, again, a while ago now, but the key to the door was the the golden spike, which was like, you know, the, the last nail to be put into the railroad system. The Transcontinental Railroad up yeah. in Utah. Commentary yeah. point, actually. Right. So that's the the key to the door, and the door is at where the ninth star is on the wall, um, for, for, you know, at the border of this the state of New Hampshire. So it's all very relevant of what oh. they're doing here. And, and this book is, is what it's going to be going forward is this journey, this spiral through America into the, the center, the heart of America, uh, uh, to, to meet Aurora. And it very much feels like this is the, the history and themes that it's going to be playing with as the, the purpose of the book, um, which it really fascinates me personally, uh, as an outsider especially. But um, yeah, you, you have this train barreling towards this wall uh, where this star is, and they're like, no, it's gonna, we're going to just crash into the wall. What are we going to do? And, and then a door opens up, like a big tunnel door, and guns come out of the top like a, like, like a little almost like turret guns, they stick out the wall, it like, opens up a slot for them to point down, and it rips shreds into all these people that are, you know, chasing after them. And they and they go into the tunnel, and the train tracks that they're on, the 
just wooden planks, but the metal that they're on the sides is actually lit up. Or I, say, I don't know if it's it feels like it's glowing and lit up, but I don't know if it's just the coloring. Um, but it's you know red, white, and blue. It's kind of it has this very you know patriarch feeling to it. And they get through, and they get to a they get to a checkpoint, uh, and they get to a stage where there's a there's a helicopter that's been left for them with the uh, aurora symbol on, and they they have a choice here where they can leave now. Or they can continue on through the journey, uh, and you know it, it's worth knowing that as as they kind of came through here on the train, uh, Uncle Sam was shot dead by uh, by the Destiny Man, mm-hmm. so they're kind of on their own here, and uh, they, they kind of like uh, major uh, the major kind of like, look, I can fly us out of here, but I'm not being the one that to take the vote. The rest of you can vote on whether or not we stay or not. I'll abstain. Um, so they they start divvying up and. It comes down to you know uh, the the sister Greaves, whose name again I'm forgetting because it's been months, uh, and she's like, no, I, I vote we leave. Let's get out of here. We got a cure, but then they point out that this cure that they've got, it's only really one dose that they've got, and they could probably reverse engineer a vaccine out of this, but they wouldn't be able to cure anyone who had it. So, uh, you know, they they one of the the woman who's there take, takes it out of their hands. Uh, this is the I think I think it's one of the journalists that's with them, and uh, just injects her with the cure, and uh, so she's you know she's no longer infected by the, the sky virus, and, and basically you know, they go well, so uh, do you do you still want to leave? It's still your your call. You're the you're the the, the tie breaking vote. She's like well how can we now? We don't have the the cure, which is what we came here for. We we obviously we we have to continue. So they uh, they get back on the train and. On they go. And then you, we do have a little epilogue, which is the Destiny Man who survived the explosion, who's outside the, the fortress that happened. Uh, kneeling in front of the wall with the star, where the door was. The door's now shut again, but the gun's still there. And he is begging Aurora, um, like, no, please, let me through. I'll, I'll walk the spiral. I'll do anything to prove I'm worthy, but please, just you know, give me one more chance. And then the door opens, and that's uh, the end of the arc. Um, Actually, it's a fantastic issue. It really does pay off a lot of things. I, I wish I remembered some of the names there, but and I think I would have done if not for the break. Um, that's on me. And uh, I probably should have reread them, but I didn't really realize it was coming out this week right. until yesterday when I looked. <laughs> um, but it is a, a great issue. Um, I'm going to give it a, an, an 8.5. Uh, yeah, really into this book. And the, the, the history and the themes that it's playing with as, as the purpose is very scarily relevant because this this is a world where a virus meant America shut itself off from the world. Um, Shocking. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's hard not oh. to, to draw these parallels. But you've got this this time dilation thing going on so, where in America right. like a hundred years of passwords outside it's only been like thirty years. Right. Uh, some some really interesting stuff going on. Uh it's it's great. They, yeah. Um there's this map going around of during during the height of the virus of like these packs that states were making with each other and they people kept sending it to soul and snyder and he goes this is exactly how the research began for undiscovered country <laughs> was like what would happen and everything they had read because you know they're both big into doing research for yeah. projects and stuff that it was starting to break exactly as the people they talked to thought it would so it's it's, it's really funny yeah they actually have a, they each have a letter at the back talking mm-hmm. about the situation and what's going on, and and they talk about how because uh, uh, Giuseppe Camicoli, the, the the artist, um, 
lives in Italy, so he was one of the, mm -hmm. the first affected um, by lockdowns. Right. And they talked about how they've kind of they've continued working on this throughout. Uh, it's kind of been this, uh, you know, this this anchor for the for all of the team where they've kind of had something consistent to work at um, that that's felt relevant, like they could they could impart if uh, you know their um, their experiences with what's been going on into the story without it feeling like they were just pushing into doing a reaction story uh, and, and it feel natural in this. So they've uh, appreciated that between them, I think. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm really digging this, uh, the, 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 the themes it's playing with, the ideas that it's presenting and, and what this book is as a statement from, from the team. Uh, I, I think this issue really kind of made that clear as to what it is. And uh, again, you know, I really appreciate having a full double-sized issue at the normal price because uh, mm -hmm. they don't have to do that image doesn't have to do that uh, so uh, that's real good all right cool uh what's well, actually i was just reading there because i wasn't listening to connor because why would i do that uh but i was just reading there and you know there was no comic books on sale basically during may right everything's shut uh video games had its most successful month or sorry its most successful may since 2009 i'm not surprised that is <laughs> just goes to show goes to show uh, I, I know I've a lot more games than I was before because mm -hmm. well hey what else am I going to do but there you go that is the books uh, which will take us on to the part of the show where we pick our favourite stuff of the week our favourite paddle slash moment uh, favourite cover favourite art and our top five books so interesting uh, picks to choose from here so Matt what is your panel slash moment of the week uh, it's it's the next snap from from Thon to Godspeed. Uh, yeah, I have to just jump in here and say I'm picking that too, because like, yeah, like there's some great moments in some of the Joker stories. Obviously, mm -hmm. there's some other good stuff, but yeah, that easily sticks out. That easily sticks out this week is the moment. So, mm -hmm. uh, Connor. Uh, well, obviously, I didn't read that, so it's not a. Right. Just pick it anyways. No, I, I'm gonna go with the uh, the Justice League Advance page. Um, mm -hmm. That 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 culminated the uh the, the highlight of that book for me um so that that three or four page sequence uh i thought that was a wonderful moment all right uh best cover here i did take the time to look ahead i saw a glance at all the joker covers but i didn't want to like burden myself with... really stand out yeah. like uh for me it kind of boils down to i like the regular legion cover although the variant's also good uh yeah. and the regular batman cover i thought were were both really solid i think in the end, I'm going to go with the regular Batman cover, but it is really close. So, uh, that's me. Connor, what's your cover? Uh, I'm just looking now. I'm a little bit annoyed at you, Peter, for, for, for not reading Batman's Grave anymore, because otherwise I could have picked the, the Quietly variant for that, yeah. well, which I, I, I think is gorgeous. I'm so sorry. I'm not reading the book just so you can pick the variant cover when we get to best covers of the week. How, you, how, you should be. How just insensitive yeah. of me. I, I think I ultimately I'm gonna go with the Justice League variant, the Clay Man one. I think yeah, that's pretty that's nice. Pretty good. Mm -hmm. You good, Matt? Yeah, so I'm looking through these. No, I'm really put out. I think the Mateo Scalera Flash is pretty good too. I'm trying to get a bigger okay. version of it. Just, just a question yeah. for you guys. I'm looking at, at Diamond to try and see the. I don't the see variant. Batman. Yeah, I don't see Batman either. Did Batman not ship through know. Diamond this week? I don't, I don't know. know. Well. I have it physically, so my shop got it, and they're using Diamond. So, yeah, so how bizarre! Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Flash 755 with uh, Scalera. It's it's 
Barry running with the chain, and there's multiple just, copies of him, and there's streaks and. Honestly, stop, cool. stop using Ivan because it's not going to be there. In a couple. Uh, no, I'm only using it for the variants because uh, nothing else has yeah. the variants available. That's the yeah. only reason I'm looking at it. Right I, now. I'll leave a comic he says. See if you click on the issues, you get the variant underneath. Oh, does it? Okay. Because yeah. because obviously Diamond has them all. Yeah. Listed separately. Yeah, so, and I'll have, if there's multiple variants, they'll all be there underneath the main cover when you click on the book. So you have to click on the books to see them, but they, they are there, so that's what okay, I've been doing. Okay, I, I didn't realise that, otherwise, in that case, I would have. Yeah, that. that's what I've been doing the last few weeks, anyway. Uh, so, okay, that's best cover. Uh, best art of the week. Uh, I'll, I'll jump in first here. Um, I mean, it's definitely not Batman. <laughs> uh, no. Justice League's got a, got a contender here, as does Legion of Superheroes. Uh, Lois Lane, obviously not too shabby. Joker has some great art and individual stories, but not as a whole. Not across the whole thing, yeah. So I think... I think I'm going to edge it to Justice League, but it's very close. Uh, but I think ultimately the big money moments in Justice League just wowed me a little bit more than the big money moments in Legion of Superheroes. But that's uh, where I stand, Matt. I'm on Legion. I really like that. Yep. I think by default for me it has to be Justice League, and that's not to say Justice League is bad. It's still pretty good, but I think in a in a better week it probably wouldn't have stood out as my best art, just because it's you know it's two artists doing its thing. Um, but obviously compared to Batman, it's no contest. And <laughs> uh, Lois, while solid, I don't think he's in the the realm of like you know great art. So yeah, yeah Justice League. All right, Matt, top five books of the week. So, number one is going to be Flash, right? Hold on. I gotta look at them. I don't know if that's right. <laughs> I don't know if that's right. You know, I gave Flash high marks. Get out of there. Legion? That's the last thing I was looking at. Alright, this is taking a minute. My iPad's acting up. Oh, there we go. Alright, let's look. Let's look. Uh, yeah, number one, Flash. Number two, Lost Lane. Three, Legion. Four, Justice League by Batman. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I will go with Lois, Batman, and then Justice League. I think it's really funny that Justice League had, the for me, my favorite art and panel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it still ended up bottom of my, my list here overall. Yeah. Uh, I think my number one is probably Lois. Uh, number two will be... This is a weird week, you know that? <laughs> it is, a... isn't it? This is kind of a weird week. Uh, yeah, number one is Lois. Number two... I, I think I'm going... I'm going with Batman. <laughs> and, uh, despite the art. And then uh, number three, I'll go with... Uh, Legion number four. I'll go with Flash. Nah, yeah. number four. I'll go with Joker. Five. I'll go with Flash. But yeah, did I leave it Justice League? No, no, I wasn't. I didn't, hear you say it. <laughs> I didn't hear you say it. All right, all right, all right. I was confusing myself. Number one, Lois Lane. Number two, Batman. Number three, Legion. Number four, Justice League. Number five, Flash. There we go. I'll leave Joker off because it's kind of a weird thing to rank, but there are some really worthwhile stories in there too. So, uh, there you go. 
on top five. All right, there you go. Uh, so uh, I will thank our patrons. If you made it all the way to the end of the show on YouTube, type the word. See, the joke word that I would pick for this is really obvious, but it's also not appropriate and may get flagged. So. <laughs> you, you could tell a little comment about Glory Holes. I was going to say, yeah, leave the word, but don't, 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 because it'll probably get flagged. YouTube will flag it. Uh, uh, he'll uh, approve uh, anyway, it's fine. Just go ahead. But uh, no, 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 put it in the word. Don't do that. No, put in the word punchline. Punchline is the word of the week. So if you made it to the end in the YouTube, put in punchline in the comments. Uh, but yeah, if you also like, liking is really important on YouTube. It lets uh, YouTube algorithm know that you're, we're worth recommending out. And also check out the Couch of the Multiverse YouTube channel with all the cut-up versions of the shows and all the rest of it. And it will be the exclusive home on YouTube, at least, for previously soon. So uh, go, and, go and have a look and see if you're interested. Uh, I will take this time to thank our Patreon producers for the month. So thank you to... Uh, Tyler Hess, David Short, Alison M. Fordyce, Cindy Palacios, Zammer Jammer, and Bored Now. Uh, a couple of new ones there, so I had to, I had to think about that. Zammer Jammer, I approve of the name. Yeah. So uh, thank you to those. They're all $20 and above patrons. You can support us for as little as $1 per month, however, at patreon.com slash TV and get some bonuses for your trouble. Specifically for this show, at the $5 tier, you get all the multiverse shows at the early, uh, the full versions that is, and you get to vote occasionally on stuff for previously when there's a vote for that. Uh, so go and have a look and see if you're interested. Uh, do you know what people who aren't patrons get anyway? They get to know what's coming next week. That's true. That's true. That's true. Well, just like to finish by plugging that, uh, get us on Twitter at DC Comics Podcast. And um, yeah, I guess that'll do. So, yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm always a bit to Twitter separately at the end. I may as well finish <laughs> it off. Was just all you, you know, I'm going to finish it like you had so much left. And it was just like, oh, oh, it's just that. That's off. Uh, so, yes, yeah, coming next week. Coming next week. We got the Flash Annual number three, which, as we mentioned earlier, is actually equally important to Suicide Squad by Taylor. So, uh, so that's definitely something we'll be checking out. Uh, Wonder Woman seven five seven is out. Nightwing Annual issue three is out. Superman twenty two. We got Strange Adventures issue two. Finally. But so long since issue one. Yeah, I'm so looking forward to that. I'm probably gonna have to reread the first issue. Yeah, uh, Young Justice 15 is out. Of course, Dark Knight's Death Metal issue one. So that's kind of the main event next week. Uh, obviously, and uh, we got the question: The Death of Vic Sage issue three. So fairly nice to get back to that Lemire book. Uh, Green Lantern season two issue four is out. Hawkman 24 is out. Batman the Outsiders 13. Uh, Wonder Woman Dead Earth issue three, which I think is the is that the final? No, I think it's the second yeah, last. It no, I think it is the last. Is it the final? No, I think it's only three. Okay, fair enough, alright. That's the, the final issue of uh, Dead Earth then. I'll find out when I read it, I suppose, if, if not. Uh, we got Event Leviathan Checkmate issue one. Oh, it's a big week next week, man. We got some goodies. Yeah, it is. Yeah, there's like... Checkmate and metal. Between us, we have about 10 books next yeah. week, and some of those are oversized. And also, Daphne Burn 5 and Metal Men 7 are also out. Uh, obviously, we don't cover everything I just listed, but we're covering a lot of it next week, so... Uh, uh, yeah, I'm actually really looking forward yeah. to uh, Strange Adventures, Death Metal, Vic Sage, and uh, Checkmate. I, I've, I've got a few big biggies there that I'm excited about. Cool. Yeah, um, believe it or not, Pete, this this is why I did my Patreon books because the week after <laughs> is even bigger. Well, I'll do a Patreon book next week because uh, do you know what it is? It's, it's these hundred page things make me really not want to do extras, even though technically yeah. there may be more pages next week than there was this week for me, but it won't feel it because <laughs> I can spread them out. <laughs> No, no, uh, it's not next week, but the week after has the Green Lantern 100-page out okay. on top of, like, 11 other books. <laughs> I'll, I'll do a Patreon book next week, then. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, so, yes, I'll be talking about, what, American Vampire next week? Yeah, I look forward to that. Uh, so, 
There you go. Uh, that, yeah, that next week's insane. That is the show. That has been episode 206. So thank you very much for joining us. Uh, keep reading DC Comics. And remember, punchline in the in the comments in the YouTube if you if you beat it at the end. Uh, or even even just the last time I said punchline. If you skip this last part, that's fine. <laughs> but, you but, don't know that. We've just said this. Exactly. Point so, so thank you very much uh, for watching and listening. We always appreciate it. Keep reading DC Comics, guys. And remember to never get lost in the Speed Force. Danny O'Neill's a legend. Thank you.